champ is here. It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from FFChamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Enough already. Let's get right to it. Let's get to the games. So here we are. Week one is here. It, it feels like this offseason was longer than any other offseason. I don't know why. Uh, from the time that the 49ers and the Ravens ended Super Bowl 47, I just feel like this offseason went really, really slow. Yeah. Well, we had the um, all the turmoil uh, a couple years ago, right, with the whole strike and the, and the refs and all that kind of stuff. Remember we had the shortened offseason the one year? So well, the, N- the NFL lockout was two years ago. Two years ago. Last year was the, the referee refs. contract dispute with the yeah. league, and we had the replacement refs. This season, the biggest scandal, I guess, was the Aaron Hernandez story. There was no Bounty Gate. There was no Tim Tebow going to the Jets. So I guess maybe, I don't know, the offseason headlines kind of lacking this year. Yeah, it, it dragged on. It dragged on. But, um, you know, here we are, and, you know, we're, we're here to talk – Fantasy football today, Bill. And I'll That's be right. honest, man. I, I have to say this. I I think that we've actually been pretty blessed with the injuries this preseason, all in all, compared Wasn't to that other bad. years. Do you agree? Wasn't that bad? I absolutely agree. You know, last year and a couple previous years, we saw a lot of big-name fantasy football uh, contributors go down with injuries in the preseason and training camp. And, yeah, there were a few of them early on. Uh, in the first week of training camp with some wide receivers and, and tight ends going down, and maybe in the last couple of weeks, maybe just some minor injuries. But other than Le'Veon Bell and maybe Andre Brown, the last week or, or seven days hasn't really been much. I think you're right about that. Yeah, and even those guys are going to be back. So Right, exactly. You know, not a lot of season enders yet. Hopefully uh, that stays you know, true in the first couple of weeks here of the season. But so hey, preseason's over. I'm tired of talking about it, Bill. I want to get to, I want to do two things today, Bill. Right? We want to, we want to make sure we take care of anyone who still has a draft upcoming. Right. Because I have a draft, a big one, tomorrow night. I know you do too. I do. So there's still two nights left. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, there's still two nights left to have your fantasy drafts. So we don't want to ignore those people. If you got questions out there for that, we're going to help you out. But we also want to turn the page a little bit to week one because there's some delicious matchups to discuss right so today's show is going to be a little bit of a hybrid right we're going to have week one coverage help you everyone out there with your lineups and then we'll also help everyone out there with some last minute draft advice so for the lineups we got our fantasy nightmares our fantasy dream matchups for week one and then for some last minute draft advice who's moving up and down stock up stock down report based off the latest ADP and injury news. You can give us a call, 855-478-7030, with your draft questions or week one lineup questions. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. Again, the phone number, 855-478-7030. We've got to give a quick plug to DraftKings, Todd. Uh, it is week one kickoff time. The kickoff bash is here. We were talking about it all summer long. Their contest for week one, over a million dollars in cash prizes. There's a lot of action, a lot of uh, opportunities to make some money playing fantasy football. And later on in the show, 
we're going to go over our best buys or overpriced players based on the budgets for DraftKings.com. So we're definitely going to want to check out with uh, check that out a little bit later in the show. Help everyone out there win some money playing fantasy football. Mm, and we found some uh, some great bargains. Out Bargain there buys. People. Yeah, there's some there's some serious cash to be won, Bill. <laughs> DraftKings over a million sp- bucks. Yes, and we've been prizes. waiting. We've been waiting to really break it down because you know it's really it's a week to week fantasy game, so yep. it's not like all the fantasy you know the season long fantasy stuff. So we kind of haven't spent a lot of time on it yet. But this is the show we're going to spend a segment on it, really break it down. So whenever you know when we do that segment, Bill, everyone should get on their laptops or take notes because we're going to be providing gold nuggets of fantasy information. All right, before we get into some of your phone calls and our ADP stock up, stock down report, let's quickly go over the player news from the last, I don't know, over the weekend, over Labor Day weekend, uh, some important player news regarding some major players uh, in, in for the 2013 fantasy season. Let's start it off, Todd. Chicago Bears wide receiver Brandon Marshall. A lot of controversy last week, and I think this drove down his average draft position maybe from last Tuesday to last Friday but it came out today that Brandon Marshall's hip is fine the doctors told me that he was in great shape so I wonder if people may be passed up on Marshall last week maybe you took Julio Jones Des Bryant or Demarius Thomas maybe you're regretting that decision now that you learn that Brandon Marshall hip is just fine and there was nothing to worry about yeah, it depends on who you passed them up for. The guys that you rattled off there, you know, I would still be pretty happy with Julio or Dez. Right. Or AJ, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess if it's PPR and now you're talking about maybe taking Demarius Thomas over him, maybe that's a little questionable. If you're a PPR, because as we all know, Marshall's a PPR machine. Sure but, is. But, um, you know, hopefully you didn't pass him up for another, you know, the, the next tier of wide receivers. You know what I mean? Right, like a Larry Fitz. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. You know, okay. you got to – it's tough, especially when you have these injuries later in the preseason, right? We, we, we've advised everyone over and over again, have your drafts as late as possible in the preseason. But, you know, those people that had drafts over the weekend, Marshall was a little bit of a question mark. So hopefully you didn't over, you know, overreact with him. Marshall's stats last year, his first year with Chicago, his first year back with Jay Cutler since 2009 when the two played together in Denver, 118 receptions, Todd. 1,500 yards, and he had 11 touchdowns. Monster season for Brandon Marshall. When he was with the Dolphins, he was an 85, 80 80 reception guy, maybe 1,000 yards, but only six touchdowns in 2011, three touchdowns in 2010. He really came back to life in last season when he was with the Bears for the first time. Yeah, and, you know, new coach uh, Mark Trestman is supposed to be an offensive genius, which is interesting. Um, it It shouldn't hurt his fantasy value. Let's put it that way, right? So his, uh, he should, you know, he's got he's got everything in in play. Alshon Jeffrey taking off a little bit of the heat on the other side of the uh, field sure. from him. You know, second year guy now. He should step up a little bit. Cutler's still there, for better or for worse. You know, all the weapons are there, so there's nothing that really should drive his value down as long as he's healthy. You know, Jay Cutler, his quarterback, is in a contract year, and what do we say about players in contract years, Todd? Gobble him up. Yeah, so we think that Cutler, no question about it, uh, his number one target is Brandon Marshall, so it's good to see that the Chicago Bears wide receiver is just fine, even though we had a little bit of a hip scare. Uh, Moving over to the quarterback spot, no surprise here, unless maybe you are surprised, but RG3 
Robert Griffin III was named the starter by head coach Mike Shanahan for week one. They play the Eagles on Monday night. Yawn. Were you surprised at all about this news? No, that's why I say yawn. It was, it, it, come on, we've known this for a month, right? Well, we've speculated for a month, but what are they now gonna it's do? official. He's, he's looked, I mean, I know he hasn't played in the preseason, but he's, uh, all indications, going back to like the draft, right, mm-hmm. were that he was ahead, way ahead of schedule with his rehab. And there hasn't been a single hiccup that we know of along right. the way. Right. You know, we've seen plenty of them, that's for damn sure, on all the networks. I mean, my God, every day is a Robert Griffin watch, so I'm glad we can put this one to bed. Let's see him, you know, strap on the helmet on Monday night. And I'm pretty sure he's going to look fantastic, honestly. I think he's going to look perfectly fine. Yeah, I agree with that. How about Terrell Pryor from the Oakland Raiders? He was named the starter for their AFC West. Uh, Are they playing the – oh, sorry, they're playing the Colts week one. Uh, Terrell Pryor of the of the Oakland Raiders was named the starter. How bad, Todd, is Matt Flynn? We saw him get a big contract when he left the Packers to play for Seattle. Yeah. We know the story of how that ended with Russell Wilson taking over the starting job. But for the fact that Terrell Pryor beat out Matt Flynn with the Raiders, I mean, is, is, is that really just say how bad Matt Flynn is? Uh, yeah, it does. Dude. What can we expect from Terrell Pryor? Obviously, he's a dual threat, can run the football, but Raiders don't have a lot of offensive firepower. In college, he was a single threat. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn at Ohio State. He could State. only run. He could only run. Okay. He could not throw the ball to save his life from from, from an accuracy, accuracy standpoint. So, yeah, I'm sure he's got coached up the last couple of years and he's improved, but like you said, I mean, they just can't get anything right out there in Oakland. I mean, they drafted uh, – What's-his-face from uh, Arkansas, Wilson, in the draft this year, right? Right. Yeah, Tyler Wilson. Tyler. I keep wanting to say Travis Wilson, who's the current Utah quarterback. That's why I hesitate on that. <laughs> Tyler Wilson. Yeah. And uh, he, he doesn't make the roster, the 53-man roster. Yeah, practice squad. Yeah. So, they, you know, they, they try to get a guy for the future. He doesn't pan out and it's a month into his career. It's a mess. It's a total mess. Um, now, fantasy-wise, I'll say this. You know, Pryor's a little bit of a wild card, Bill, because he does have the ability, a little bit of Kaepernick, you know. He can he can break one, get the, get the edge, and go 30 or 40 yards. On a run. On a run. We're right. not expecting much from his passing stats. No, and if you're going to get negative points for, for turnovers, it right. could be a disaster. But if you're Gosh. in a league that doesn't penalize for negatives, and I'm in one of those, where you don't, you don't get negatives for interceptions or fumbles. Right. You know, he's a little bit of a wild card. He could be, uh, if, if he remains the starter, he could be a, a, a wild card type of uh, bi-week starter. But you can't rely on him week to week, of course. How about some rookie quarterback news? We got Geno Smith is named the starter for week one because Mark Sanchez is out with a shoulder injury. And the Buffalo Bills rookie quarterback, E.J. Manuel, was back at practice. Do we expecting Jeff Tool, dual tool time Ugh. versus the New England Patriots this weekend? Ugh. <laughs> Start the Patriots defense. Yeah, I know. I know people that were just drafting the Patriots defense I, I did just that. because of their week one matchup. I did that week one yeah. and two. Yeah, sure. They get the Bills and Jets week and one Jets, and two. Jets, right? Yeah, I actually did that in one league. <laughs> I waited until the end to get my defense. I said, "Oh, well, I can't can't go wrong in the first couple weeks with the Pats." That's for nope. sure. Yeah. 
Um, what are we expecting here, Bill? I mean, it's going to be a rocky road. Yeah, I, we liked what we saw from EJ Manuel in the the first couple of preseason games until he got banged up. You know, right? Uh, it's going to take him a little bit of time. He, he was against vanilla defenses in the preseason. Yeah, he looked good, but I think it's going to be a whole different story. You know, under the bright lights to start the year. And as far as the the uh, Gino, Gino Smith. Smith thing, I'll give him credit for one thing, Bill. Have you seen him interviewed the last couple of days, Gino? No, I have not. He's very, very, very confident. Okay, good. Like he, he, which is a good thing for him. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when you listen to him, you, you think that in his mind, he's proven himself. Well, he hasn't proven a damn thing. No, he hasn't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's a little so bit it's kind of part of it. Part of me is like impressed by it. Like, hey, he's pretty, you know, he's pretty confident in his abilities. And part of me is like, he's a kook because he, <laughs> he's, he's like, he, do you know what I mean? He's talking yeah, yeah, like, he's hey, a little you know, bit delusional. I, yeah. So, you know, he's going to be <laughs> thrown right into the fire in uh, the first couple of weeks. We'll see what happens there, <laughs> you know, fantasy-wise. You know, hopefully nobody has him on their, on their roster. I think it's interesting with the, the Jets taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that means Darrell Revis coming back to uh, face his former team. Yeah, that's that's mildly interesting. Um, you know, obviously Doug Martin, V-Jax in that yep. game. So there's some sure. fantasy monsters, on, you know, in the uh, – Pewter and orange, or whatever their colors are. Yeah, Pewter? I have no idea. Is that what they call it? But uh, as far as the Jets are concerned, not a lot of fantasy love there. No, none whatsoever. The other team in New York, however, in the New York Giants, Victor Cruz was back at practice. Uh, most fantasy football players were excited to hear that news. Yep, and that's nothing, you know, that's not a shock. It, it seemed like when he got injured that he would be back in a couple weeks, and that's exactly yep. what happened. So good news all around. Uh, finally, Rob Gronkowski, the Patriots tight end, was back at practice. He was not placed on the pup list. Now, we don't expect him to play in week one, but since he's not on the pup list, the Patriots are expecting to get him back in action before week seven. Todd, when do you predict we'll see Gronk back on the field? I don't think you're going to see him in the first two weeks. Maybe like a week three, week four return? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, uh, the Patriots, let's see. Patriots have Tampa Bay at home week three. Right. We already said they have the Bills and Jets to open the season. Right. Buccaneers at home week three. And then they, where are they in week four? Oh, they're on the road at, at, at Atlanta. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sunday nighter, baby. I think he, he I think it would not be perfect. Wouldn't that be the the proper stage for him to get back on a Sunday night national prime time game, game high power offense against the yep. greatest tight end of all time. That's right. There's my prediction. Week four, there he is. All right, week four, we'll get Gronk Mark back in action. Now during that time when Gronk is still out, Zach Sudfield, we really like him as as a top ten tight end. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's you know sometimes you got to go where the system. Is fantasy friendly, and it's pretty obvious the past few years for talent and for scheme that the the uh, Patriots, you know, can put out produce uh, huge fantasy numbers at the tight yep. end position. Sutfeld has proven to be a nice pass catcher in the red zone. He, yeah, he's shown some rookie mistakes, and he probably can't block to the level that they wanted to block. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a nice stopgap, you know, between now and the time Gronk gets back. So I think he's a viable starter the first couple weeks of the year in fantasy circles. All right, so that wraps up our player news. Time to jump over to the phone lines, Todd. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. We got Mike in Pittsburgh on the line. What's up, Mike? How was your Labor Day weekend? Hey, weekend was fantastic. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, You guys gave me some advice last week, and I wanted to circle back with you. 
Um, they had to draft. You have to start, uh, you know, two running backs and only two wide receivers with a flex, and your flex could be a running back or a uh, wide receiver or a tight end. It was a uh, a twelve man league. Uh, I drafted out of the tenth hole. Okay. And I just wanted to run through real quick a couple of players, get your thoughts on uh, on the team based on the advice you guys gave me last week. Just make sure you're staying close to the phone, Mike. You're kind of uh, dying in and out there. Oh, is that is that a little bit better? Yeah, it's much better. Go. All right. Hey, sorry about that. Did you catch most of that? I was just yeah, uh, yeah we got it going through. All right. <clears throat> so it was uh, drafting on the tenth hole. Had uh, a couple tough picks to make, but here here's what we did. Uh, first round went with McCoy. Okay. Second round, Joan Shrew. Third round, Larry Fitz. Fourth round, LeVar Miller. Fifth round, Knicks. Sixth round, ended up going with Shane Breen. Mm-hmm. Seventh round, picked up T.Y. Hilton. Nice. And then I waited on the quarterback. I drafted the last quarterback um, who was available, which was Romo, with the eighth pick. And then from there, just rounded out the team with uh, Jared Cook, a uh, couple of other receivers like Josh Gordon, Vincent Brown, and Sanu. And uh, my backup quarterback is Alex Smith. I just wanted to get your thoughts on if uh, you see any glaring holes or if uh, it was a pretty good draft all around. Bill, I'll start off by saying, um, Mike, I like the way you think. I mean, you, mm. you secured two awesome running backs to, to start things off with McCoy and MJD, right? Yep. Yeah. Then on the uh, basic, we'll call it the the three four turn since you were kind of at the end of the snake there. You know, you grab Larry Fitz and Lamar Miller. Is it PPR, Mike? Uh, it is not PPR. Okay, not PPR. I still like Vereen Bill as his fourth running back. Right, as his fourth, not bad. I'd like him better if it was PPR. Me too. Um, you know, if you look at so you look at his running backs, you got to think he's pretty strong there, correct? Yes, loaded. I love the fact that he waited and got Romo and Cook. That seems uh-huh. to be what a lot of our audience is doing is they seem to wind up, and myself included, Bill, one in one league. I see it when you wait on the QB and you wait on the tight end, it seems like Romo and Cook are staring at you in the face in that eighth, ninth round. Yep. And I think that's perfect value. I, I totally agree. I'm not reaching for Jason Witten or Vernon Davis this year. I'd rather take my chances on Jared Cook or Jordan Cameron like Mike in Pittsburgh digging and waiting on the quarterback is always a great thing to do. Mike, the only thing I'm maybe a little concerned about is your wide receiver too. This can be your best pick or maybe your worst pick. Hakeem Nix in a contract year, but always bogged down by injuries. I've seen it firsthand. Nix is a true playmaker when he's healthy, but when he's a little bit nicked up, he is a fantasy football headache. Luckily, love the pick of Josh Gordon. I'm expecting a big-time year out of him despite the two-year suspension. I think Gordon may supplant Knicks on your team as your wide receiver, too. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad you went there. I'm sorry. I'm glad you went there, Bill, because I was going to say, I kind of agree Knicks is a little dicey in the fifth round. However, he made up for it with the Gordon pick late. I mean – that's tremendous value there as it's, what, fifth or fourth or fifth receiver. Don't get me wrong. Knicks can be a top ten wide receiver, maybe yeah. a top five, but he has to play all 16 games, and we haven't seen him do that. Right. right. Yeah, I also drafted Gearhart with the last, like the 16th round pick because somebody grabbed Bryce Brown as uh, my backup for McCoy. So mm-hmm. I figured uh, maybe I'd just try to take a gamble on somebody like that if AP goes down. Is that a guy you think you, you stash or you think you just drop him in? Pick up somebody else on the waiver. You know what will happen, Mike, is I do the same thing every year, Bill. 
I always kind of make a pick like that at the you know at the end of the draft. Mm-hmm. And then once week one comes and goes, and there's all sorts of great you know wide, uh, waiver wire options. Right. Yeah, I'm cutting them, and I'm grabbing you know I'm grabbing some uh, somebody I can use. You know what I mean? Unless it's yeah. unless he's your handcuff, which he's not in this case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do that sometimes. I try to like get a little cute and steal someone else's uh, handcuff at the end, and and then a week into the season, I'm you know there's so many other waiver wire options out there that I just have to dump them. So that's kind of where I see that going, Mike. All right. Well, listen. Appreciate the uh, call, guys. Thanks so much, and enjoy uh, listening to the show this year. You got it, Mike. Best of luck to you, and thanks for calling in. Yeah, Todd. You know I I like his strategy, and I, I do this in my my own leagues. I like that. Three running backs in the first four rounds and one wide receiver. If you can get three and one, two running backs and a flex, and then your top wide receiver, I think you'll be in good shape. Because even though we we're kind of a little bit hard on Hakeem Nix, he certainly has potential. He's just got to stay yes. healthy. Oh, and then course. you grab a sleeper like Josh Gordon, and you're set at wide receiver. Well, I'll say this. Um, you know, his, his top two, if you want to go with his top two wideouts, he's got Larry Fitz who, you know, we all know how great he is. However, he needs a QB, Bill. We're expecting a bounce-back year from Larry Fitz. We're expecting a bounce-back year. It is hinged to, uh, obviously, Carson, Carson Palmer. Palmer. So, you know, he's not a no-brainer, elite, stud, Superman wide receiver until he proves it to me a little bit. You know what I mean? I'd right. rather have Larry Fitz as my wide receiver two than my wide receiver one. Agree? No? If it's a PPR league, I don't mind Fitz as my one. But Mike wasn't in a PPR league. No, he wasn't. That's my point. Yeah. But not, listen, not... hey, listen. If you're going with wide receiver, uh, if you're going with Fitz as your wide receiver too, Todd, that means you're missing out likely on your running back. On your running back too. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. A because good you got to figure that Fitz is going in the third round. You take a guy like I'm throwing a name out there, Lashawn McCoy in the first round. Then maybe you take Des Bryant in the second. Now all of a sudden you're looking at Lamar Miller, David, or Lamar Miller, or maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You know who you know. Saying. You know what I'm saying. You're you're yeah. kind of missing out on that on that second running back, and I would rather have Lamar Miller as my flex, and maybe Giovanni Bernard as my flex instead of my running back too. You're probably right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Sticking with the phone lines, eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. We got Vinny in New York. What's up, Vin? Vinny, are you there, bud? I'm here. Hey, right. what's up, man? How was your weekend? Pretty good, man. Enjoyed it. How about you guys? Relaxed. Enjoyed uh, our fantasy football drafts. And it, it was the last weekend without football until February, so we were pumped up. Yeah, me too, man. I actually had my draft last week, and I'm calling you today because I just have a question about my uh, my RB5, which was my last pick in the draft. I went with uh, Steven Taylor or Stefan Taylor, however you pronounce name <laughs> Stephon <laughs> Taylor exactly Arizona everyone at the draft was like who I'm like yeah <laughs> Vinny just speak so up anyway, a little I bit my man him up based on uh, you know all the news that he has a lot of upside um my starters are pretty good I think I have uh T. Rich uh David Wilson Rolls and Ben Tate and I've got to tell you it's a 12 team PPR and uh T. Rich is my keeper so Vinny, you're, you're cutting out a little bit. Can you speak up? Who was your keeper? My keeper is T-Rich. I still didn't hear him. T-Rich, baby. Oh, T-Rich, my man Trent Richardson. Yes. yes. 
All right. All right. So, Vinny, so what, what's your question here? Is Stefan Taylor a, a guy worth holding on to? Yeah, because on my waiver wires, which opened tonight, the blonde bidding, I have uh, guys like Christine Michael, um, Marcel Reese. Christine Michael, Marcel Reese. Uh, Isaac Redman. Redman. And, uh, Jonathan Stewart, which I was thinking I could throw him on my IR, and that would open up another spot on my roster. To be honest with you, Vinny, I might drop Stephon Taylor, the rookie from Stanford, and pick up Isaac Redman because Redman's going to get the start, all pretty much the job to himself for the next few weeks while Le'Veon Bell is recovering from that mid-foot sprain. Right. Todd, do you agree with that one? Yeah, if you're looking for short-term uh, help, absolutely. Um, and I don't think he was in a dynasty league or a keeper or a major keeper league, obviously, right? He just said he was just able to keep Trent Richardson. But for those people out there that are um, interested in the rookies and dynasty format, Bill, uh, I would definitely rather have Christine Michael than yeah. Stefan Taylor. Really? Even though with Robert Turbin backing up, Marshawn Lynch did a pretty good job last year. I think I that th- Arizona. What? I think if you're looking for the boom, the super boom player. Christine Michael's the guy. I'm talking dynasty now, not like this year yeah. or next year. Right, right. I think Christine Michael, if he can keep his head on straight, he could be a, a monster in Seattle. He really could. Um, and I was a big Robert Turbin fan too, Bill. But Christine Michael, when they drafted him, and did you watch him in the preseason? Yeah, he looked great. He did. Now, he was in the doghouse in college over and over and over again. So, you know, he could be one of those knuckleheads that, you know, isn't around very long. Yeah. But talent-wise, and again, the fit is perfect in Seattle. So just, you know, a little dynasty nugget there. See, in a redraft league, I actually don't mind Stephon Taylor only because I I don't trust Rashad Mendenhall. I don't trust Ryan Williams. Both of those guys are constantly injured. And without them in the in the lineup, if they're banged up for a couple weeks, yes. it's going to be the two rookies, Andre yep. Ellington and Stefan Taylor. And Taylor has a nose for the at least in college, he had a better nose for the goal line than Ellington. Ellington was kind of more of the speed. I don't want to call him a third down back, but that's kind mm-hmm. of his skill set. Whereas Taylor, right. even though he's not a huge guy, he's a bru- he's kind of plays like a bruiser. He plays bigger than he is, right? And he has a nose for the goal line. So uh, I agree with you. Redraft leagues, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying. I just Christine Michael. I heard that name. I just had to get that out there, Bill, because he's a very, very interesting guy in, in dynasty leagues. All right, we got an email from Jeff S. And again, you can send us your roster or your questions. Radio at footballnation.com is our email address. Our guy Jeff had a draft this past weekend. He's got the likes of Todd. Ready for this? Tony Romo, Adrian Peterson, Maurice Jones-Drew, at wide receiver Julio Jones, Eric Decker, Antonio Brown. His tight end is Vernon Davis. And his flex is Gio Bernard. It's a 10-team league, Todd. PPR. He's starting three wide receivers and a flex. I love this team. Adrian Peterson and MJD with Bernard in the flex, that's a solid backfield. He waited on his QB, just like uh, our la- one of our last callers. He got yep, Romo. he got Romo. I mean, dude, can we talk about Romo for a second, Bill? Sure. I mean, you and I are not Cowboy fans by any stretch of the imagination. No. But, but fantasy-wise, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Why I don't understand why everyone's so down on Romo. I think it's because people get the misperception that real-life football matters in fantasy football. And although the stats and everything truly do, but if Romo misses out on getting a playoff win or you know fumbles the snap on the um, go-ahead uh, kickoff 
We don't care about that stuff. The go-ahead extra point or whatever the heck it was against uh, field goal. Yeah, field goal. In right. Seattle. Right, against Seattle a couple years ago. We don't care about that stuff. So for all of his faux pas during the playoffs or his lack of appearances in the playoffs, that stuff doesn't matter in fantasy. What matters is him scoring points, him scoring touchdowns, and him uh, getting a lot of yards, which he does every single year. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying go and reach for him, but he just seems to be falling in the laps of of a lot of people that know what they're doing. I mean, how many – we've had a couple of callers, and two of them have Romo as their cue. So. Last year, 4,900 yards, 28 touchdowns. That and was it, the seventh best in fantasy. He had the third most yards and the fifth most touchdowns, sixth most touchdowns. Yeah, the year before, 31 touchdowns. Yeah, so you know, a couple of years before that, 36, 26, 26. Ignore I mean, guy, what he does in the playoffs or his lack of appearances in the playoffs. Only focus on weeks one through sixteen. Romo's golden if you get him as one of the last quarterbacks taken in your I mean, draft. Uh, Des Bryant, Bill. Des yeah. Bryant is not on the decline. <laughs> He's on the upswing. So I, I don't know. I just think that's a, that's a guy to target. I just think Tony Romo is a guy to target. I think you can get him as the ninth or tenth quarterback off the board. How about these wide receivers, Todd? Julio Jones, Eric Decker, and Antonio Brown in the PPR league. He also has Kembrell Tompkins and Emmanuel Sanders on his bench. Ooh. This is a 10-team league, though, right? Yeah. Okay. That explains it a little bit because that's, that's, that's loaded. I love Julio as number one. I love Antonio Brown in the PPR format, and I'm not as down on Eric Decker as most people are. I think they're going to be – one of the most consistent offenses, one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL this year, the Broncos. Yeah, but you got to love, I mean, he's got Adrian Peterson, for God's sakes, MJD, and Geo. I like it. That's good. And it's PPR, and Geo is much more valuable in PPR, in my view, than he is. Uh, I mean, he, I like him in both formats, don't get me wrong, but he's an, he's an extra, gets an extra boost in PPR because he's going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. All right, back to the phone lines, 855-478-7030. We got Matt in Connecticut on the line. What's going on, Matt? How was your Labor Day weekend? It was great. How was yours? It was very good, very relaxing. Last weekend without football, but we're excited that uh, week one is, is is only a few days away. Nice. Yeah, most definitely. What's your question so, today, Matt? So you guys helped me out. Um, this is my work league. You guys were helping me out, figuring out when to draft a quarterback. I ended up picking up Matt Stafford uh, round seven, but I think I had a solid draft. Um, my question's on my flex. Um, I have, right now, my RB1 is Jamar Charles, and my RB2 is Jones Drew. And I was either going to put uh, Lamar Miller in my flex or Pierce from Baltimore. My, the person that I'm playing this week, it has Ray Rice as his uh, RB1. So, and I know Pierce is supposed to kind of carry the workload, but I don't know who's a better option to play in the flex. So the flex options, Bill, are Lamar Miller or Bernard Pierce for week one. I'm going with Lamar Miller against the Cleveland Browns. I know that you'll be able to see Bernard Pierce prime time Thursday night football against the Denver Broncos. But you know what? Until I know, until I can prove that Bernard Pierce is going to get 10 to 15 carries a game, which I kind of project 
for him a little bit later in the season. But right now, Ray Rice still fresh. It's only week one. I expect the, the majority of the workload to fall into Ray Rice's hands. Bernard Pierce down the road is going to be a good option. Right now, Lamar Miller, you have to plug him into your lineup. Playing against the Cleveland Browns, no one's stealing carries for him. I'm going with Lamar Miller all the way. Awesome. I agree. Awesome. Matt, Thanks, sound guys. good? I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, guys. You got it, man. Best of luck to you. So, We're gonna... so Yeah, go on, Todd. So, Bill, you know, um, ffchamps.com, your home for week one and week two, week everything rankings. Yes, yeah, right. We haven't officially published this week's rankings yet, correct? No, we're going to do that a little bit later today, probably once I'm off Once I'm off the air here. We have the majority done, Todd, but I just want to go back in there and kind of tweak things a little sure. bit, make some slight adjustments, and we do that all week. Injury news is going to be coming out. Once we know injuries for both offense and defense, we're moving up rankings, moving down players, so it's a lot of work going forward with the rankings, but we are going to release them a little bit later this afternoon on ffchamps.com. Right, I, but the reason I say that is you and I obviously have access to the sneak peek, right? The yeah. Behind the scenes look. So as we were, the caller was just talking there, I'm looking at Miller and I'm looking at Pierce in the you know preliminary kind of the raw rankings that haven't been tweaked all the way yet, and Miller's significantly higher on the weekly ranking list so far. Yeah, we have Miller at 20, Bernard Pierce at 36. Right. So I think that's a clear answer to what you should do with your with your running back. Hey, hey, you know. I'm a little worried about Lamar Miller as well. I've got him in one league, you know. You're worried and, about him? I'm excited about him. Ah, well, I'm not. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say worried because I got him as like my third or fourth running back in that league. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm dependent upon him. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not excited. I don't know. It seems like there's more. There's been more negative talk than positive with him in the preseason. You know Todd, what I, mean? I I got to tell you. There's something about running backs in the fourth round of fantasy football drafts that seem to have breakout seasons. Last year, it was Doug Martin. A few years ago, it was Arian Foster. For whatever reason, if I grab one of these running backs in the fourth round, they have monster seasons. So Lamar Miller is a guy that I got in the fourth round this year. I'm really excited for what he can do this year. Uh, hey, I mean, I've watched him play. I watched him in college. He's definitely got He's got speed. He's got a little bit of everything. So... Uh, I hear what you're saying, man. David Wilson is that other running back I've been getting in the fourth round. Yeah, even, uh, well, have you had any drafts since the Andre Brown no. injury? Nope. So yeah. I'm very curious to see, and he's actually going to be on our ADP stock up, stock down report that we'll get to in just a little bit. I'm very curious to see how much David Wilson jumps up in the draft board. Uh, you'll see that he's going to jump up quite a bit. <laughs> you're thinking, what, early third round? Yeah. Mid-third round? I had a draft uh, the other day, and he went third round. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. All right, we got Brian in Fort Lauderdale, Florida on the line. He has a flex question. Hey, Brian, how's it going? How can we help you today? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing great. What's up, man? Uh, my question is, I have a pre- I feel like I have a pretty solid team. I have Robert Griffin as my quarterback. My number one running back is Doug Martin. My number two is uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. My number one receiver is... Dez Bryant, number two, Larry Fitzgerald, tight end, Tony Gonzalez. And then my flex, I have the problem where I'll, I need to know who to start in Mark Ingram, Mendenhall, Amendola, or Cecil Short. Is it a PPR league, Brian? No. Not a, a PPR league. standard scoring. It's very interesting. You got We were saying before, how, how did you get Des Bryant and Fitz to go along with MJD? 
I I got lucky and I got Doug in the first round, second round, MJD, and I picked up Dez. Some uh, people passed on Dez, and I took him in my third. Wow. And I took Larry in my fourth, and I got Robert Griffin in my seventh. That's crazy. So that good good job crazy. drafting that core there. You shouldn't be that worried about your flex. I'm not a big Rashad Mendenhall fan. I think eventually the injuries are going to catch up to him. He's already had a problem with that knee injury, or uh, with his knee that he's gotten surgery on over the last couple of years. Even if it's, even though it's not a PPR league, Todd, I'm thinking you go Amendola here. I agree. Yeah, Amendola's the play. And look at the look at the matchup too. Playing against the Pills? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, I just uh, I'm going to take Amendola over Shorts, so you eliminate Shorts right away. I like Shorts, but I'm going to you know when you got Amendola, and then uh, I'm not in love with Ingram or Mendenhall, so I'm going to go with Amendola. I think he's actually a safer play, and I know that's kind of against what we usually preach, Bill, which is try to put a running back in your flex. In the flex, right? Well, you know, we talked about this, like you said, with the previous caller, or maybe I brought it up. That um, you know, I'd rather have Larry Fitz as my number two wide receiver. Yep. And then you said quickly, well, then you're going to have to sacrifice a running back. Well, that's kind of what this caller has done, right? Because he's strong and he has a couple of good running backs, but that third RB isn't really there, you right? Know? And that's why it might be smart to play a wide receiver in the flex. So I'd go Amendola here. Thanks for the call, Brian. Last caller before we have to take a break. Let's go to Jeff in Chicago. How's it going, Jeff? How can we help you today? Hello, Jeff. Hey, can you hear me, there? Jeff? Hey, we're here. Are you there? Yeah, hey, sorry, man. Uh, maybe I wasn't speaking up enough. I got a quick free agent question for you. Sure. Um, there, ben Tate's still on the board, and I'm just wondering, with Kembrough Tompkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and Jordan Todman on my bench, if I should drop one of those guys for Ben Tate. Do you have MJD? Around Foster. Jeff, do you have MJD? That's right. You do? Yeah, that's why I have Tobin. All right, that's why you have Tobin, right. Who who do you have as your other tight end if you have Jared Cook on your bench? I have Vernon Davis as my starting tight end. Todd, do you drop drop Cook to get a backup, backup running back? Hmm. I mean, Todd. Jeff, you don't have Arian Foster, right? No, I don't. I don't. I just, uh, I just think there's a lot of questions around him, so I'm just wondering if there's value to have him in case you know. There's really, there's no immediate need for him, but I was basically trying to hedge my bets, just thinking that Arian's kind of looking banked up. Right, right, sure. You want to be ahead of the game. I, I totally understand that. Right. I think you're, you're, you have the right mindset. Your, your thought process is correct here. I just don't want to see you drop Todman because you have MJD. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you should drop Jared Cook. I don't know. Kembrell Tompkins, I wouldn't drop him either. Are you carrying a second defense or a backup quarterback? No, no backup QB. Todd, what are you thinking here? Well, you know, it's a tough one because, and I've been yeah. in the spot as well. I mean, he, he was smart, Bill. He handcuffed Todman MJD, mm-hmm. right? So he's all set. And at the end of the draft, he re- he recognizes that basically the top handcuff in all of fantasy football is still out there. So do you grab him? I mean, is there a way you could grab him and trade him? I mean, obviously not if nobody has him. Nobody seems to care about Tate right now. Bill, I don't know. I, I think I might just stay put. Yeah. 
If you really want to make this move, Jeff, then drop Jared Cook. Maybe you can pick him up later. It seems like if you okay. have two tight ends, then maybe some of the other guys on your in your uh, league don't really focus too much on tight ends if you've got two really solid ones. But yeah. even that being said, I would only pick up Ben Tate if you really wanted him on your team. I think he could be really great if Arian Foster is injured. Okay. All right, Jeff, I appreciate the call. Uh, Todd, we got to take a quick break. The emails are flying in. Radio at footballnation.com. We're going to jump back to the phone lines as well in the next segment, 855-478-7030. we got to take a quick break. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football... You belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at ColdHardFootballFactsInsider. We analyze every team and pick every game Every week, straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. 
player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The Fantasy Football Champs cover it all. Oh yeah, baby. Week one of the 2013 NFL season is here. Fantasy football is back. It is time to start setting your lineups, getting ready to dominate your opponents. And if you're having one of those last-minute drafts, Todd and I both have one on Wednesday night. You can give us a call, 855-478-7030, or you can email us, radio at footballnation.com. Todd, we got a lot of emails to get to. A lot of people are sending us their rosters, sending us their draft results. They want us to grade their teams. Hey, let's go. Let's do it, man. All right, we have our guy, Big Shooter, Aaron W. That's my boy from ffchamps.com. He joins me every Wednesday night in our weekly video chat. I'm very familiar with Big Shooter. He's a very uh, strategic, very smart fantasy football player. Let's see how he did in his 12-team non-PPR draft. He had the second pick overall. He grabbed Tony Romo at quarterback. His running backs, C.J. Spiller, Chris Johnson, Lamar Miller, Darren McFadden, at wide receiver, loaded, Des Bryant, Deshaun Jackson, Jordy Nelson, and Lance Moore, and his tight end is Zach Sudfield. Todd, remember, 12-team league here. 12-team league. He is requesting a letter grade, A through F, on his team. So let's let's go through the strengths and weaknesses real quick. Sure. And then we'll each give him a grade. All right, first of all, common theme in today's show, Tony Romo was the quarterback he waited That's on, right. and I like it. Okay, I like, I like that move too. S- smart. Running backs. It's number two overall pick. Is that what he said? Yeah. CJ Spiller. Interesting. CJ Spiller. Interesting. Unless it's some kind of keeper league that we're not aware of. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, he didn't. I'll tell you what. He didn't follow the FF Champs draft sheet on that one. No, no, I'm not going to, you know, bash that pick, but, you know, I mean, TJ Spiller is still one of our favorite guys. So, yes, Spiller. Non PPR. I'm not that excited. All right, go on. It's non PPR? Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right, we'll give him a little minus for that one. Yeah. A little minus. Chris Johnson, Lamar Miller. Chris Johnson, Lamar Miller, Run DMC. Run DMC is an RB4. I'm okay with that. That's not bad. He can't yeah. do that much damage on your team. You're not relying on relying on him every week. Okay, so here we go to the wide receivers. Nine PPR, so we're thinking yards and touchdowns, right? Yep. And uh, oh, actually, big shooter just emailed us with an update. Spiller <laughs> was his say? keeper. Oh, Spiller was his keeper, so he sacrificed the second round pick or for his first his first yes. round pick, second overall. All right, thank you, big shooter. Appreciate it. Gotcha, and that makes that makes some sense. Now. That makes a lot more sense. I'm to not, the magic of technology, hard. obviously, yeah, amazing, big shooters listening in. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading his email, and then like it bumped down on my screen because he's yeah. emailed again. That's awesome. Okay, so we're, we're good with that then. Yeah, fine. Uh, wide receivers again. We're thinking yards and touchdowns, and Des Bryant, one of the best in the business. They love that. Nelson's going to score a bunch. Deshaun Jackson, love him in non PPR. Yeah, great player because he's got a great yards per catch average. Another guy I like in that format is T. Y. Hilton, Bill. T.Y. Yeah. Hilton and Deshaun are very similar players. Big play threats, long touchdowns, not a lot of catches. They're not going to have 10, 11, 12 catches in a game. But I like Deshaun in this format. Lance Moore, can't go wrong with him as a wide receiver four. Um, tight end Zach Sudfeld, well, for the first part of the year, I like that. We're going to have to wait and see what happens when Grant comes back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bengals D, kicker, kicker. Who cares about kicker, right? So what do you think there, Bill? Strength, weakness. I love his wide receivers. And I love his running backs. Des Bryant could be can challenge Calvin Johnson this year for the best wide receiver in fantasy football. Uh, you you hit on all the same points that I was going to say about Deshaun Jackson. 
I think he may be the team's number two more than Jordy Nelson if this knee injury pops up for Nelson. If Nelson's fine, then you got a great trio of wide receivers here. Uh, Lance Moore can certainly get it done in that high-octane offense for the Saints. C.J. Spiller, C.J.2K, and Lamar Miller, what a combo at running back. And even if Darren McFadden can just play in 12 or 10 games this year, since he's not your number two or your flex player, I think you can get away with having McFadden as your number four. Agreed. So here's in a twelve team in a twelve team league, I'm not sure there anyone has better running back core. That's pretty. That's pretty solid. I like this. Yeah. First of all, overall team, I'm going to give B plus. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Overall team B plus weakness. I'm going to say tight end, and that's tight a end. minor. Yeah, that's why minor, I gave no. it a B. Yep. Yeah, tight end is a weakness. Strength, Bill just touched on all the strengths. So, good job. Yeah, great job. Big shooter. He knows his stuff. Uh, he's one of our FF champs guys, so certainly knows what he's doing. Let's move on to the emails. Blake tells us that he loves the show. He has a draft tonight, second overall pick. He's assuming that Adrian Peterson's off the board. Should he go with Doug Martin or Jamal Charles, Todd? We don't know the format? Don't know the format. PPR, well, I'm going with Charles. Non-PPR, I'm going with Doug Martin. There you go. Keep, I'll agree with that. I'd probably go – I can't go wrong with I, – I, I would have a hard time passing up on Doug Martin in both formats, but it's probably, a non -P, it's probably a non PPR, so Doug Martin's the play. All right, let's move over to Johnny Gold, 12-team PPR league. He drafted third. What do we think of this team, Todd? Doug Martin, Julio Jones, Drew Brees, Lamar Miller, Dwayne Bowe, Shane Vereen, Anquan Bolded, Jared Cook, EJ Manuel, Jordan Cameron, Ronnie Hillman, Muhammad Sanu, Aaron Dobson, Jonathan Franklin. I just spit out a lot of names. Let's go over yes. the core guys here. He's got right. Drew Brees at quarterback. His wide receivers starting Julio Jones, Dwayne Bowe. Running backs, Doug Martin and Lamar Miller. Flex, Shane Vereen. Tight end, Jared Cook. Tight end, Jared Cook. Uh, that's pretty solid. I can't believe he got Drew Brees in the third round. Most people reach for him. Does Drew Re does Drew Brees become a value pick in the third round, Todd? Uh, do you want to get off topic here for a second? Let's let's yeah. do this. Let's let's have a little Drew Brees conversation in a second. But first of all, let's grade his draft. Okay. okay. Let's finish yeah. this, and because I have a, something to talk to you about on the quarterbacks. Um, I'm looking at his depth. EJ Manuel is a backup quarterback. I don't really get that. Uh, I don't get that either. Okay. Cameron, I like him. Uh, paired with Cook, you got, you got the two sleeper tight ends. Cook and Cameron. Uh, I like both of those tight ends. Yes. Hillman in the late rounds, you know, is, you know, like we've talked about, you never quite know what's going to happen there in Denver. Right? Right. Running back by committee all season long. Yeah. So, um, I like this team. I mean, he's got, he's got Julio, he's got Dwayne Bowe, and Bolden are his three receivers. Solid. Right. I guess if I had a beef, it's what he did was this. I mean, he sacrificed a, a possible strong RB2 with Drew Brees. Yeah, I like that move. Yeah, well, it depends on who was there on the board. But, I mean, uh, Drew, Drew Brees in the uh, third round, that's pretty and, strong. And Dwayne, I like Dwayne Bowe. He got him in the fifth. Two, three, four, As his five. wide receiver, yes, you got Lamar Miller in the fourth, yeah, Bo in the uh, fifth, Vereen. It's twelve Vereen. teams, so he yeah. has he has Doug Martin and Lamar Miller. Twelve team league, that's not bad. Shane Vereen in the flex in a PPR. I, I think that's solid. I think Drew Brees with Julio Jones and Dwayne Bowe, you could do some damage with that roster with that starting lineup. 
A little bit worried about his bench, but it's a 12-team league. Jonathan Franklin doesn't do much for me. Uh, we'll see what happens with Aaron Dobson and the Patriots. I love his starters. His bench could use some improvement. Get rid of the backup quarterback. Uh, and Sanu is, is pretty solid in the PPR. We'll see what Dobson can do. So what's your grade? A uh, I give it. I give it a B. I'm going to go. I give B. it a B based on the starting lineup. Okay. I'm going to agree with you there. I was going to say B as well. Not All right. Bad. We have a. We have a, uh, another emailer from Perry04, another guy that is a uh, staple in the ffchamps.com community. Says, hey, guys, he's in a 12-team, full-point PPR redraft league. Here's his team, Todd. RG3, Jamal Charles, Ryan Matthews. Wide receivers are Randall Cobb, Danny Amendola, Josh Gordon, Chris Givens, and then some of his backups are Russell Wilson, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw, and Bernard Pierce. So he has a flex question. Should he put in Chris Givens or Ahmad Bradshaw for week one, Todd? Mm. Givens or Bradshaw? Bradshaw's supposed to play. Bradshaw is supposed Bradshaw? to play. Against the Raiders, I do, yeah. Yeah, I think he can be good. So that's is that what Givens, you're going Givens against the Cardinals. St. Louis Rams are at home, but I'll tell you. The Cardinals are, are are very quickly becoming one of my favorite offenses for this year. I'm really excited about Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson together in that kind of uh, defensive secondary for the for the Cardinals. We've got currently, and again, this is raw data, but and it's not final. But right now, we've got Ahmad Bradshaw running back rank of 26 this week. Right. And Mr. Givens is 36 for wide receivers. So yeah. that should answer your question right there. Uh, well, no, no, why not? Because receivers, you, there's more receivers than there are running backs. Right, but we're looking at his roster, and that's his only decision, right? Yeah, I guess right. We just yeah, talked I, about. I would go with Bradshaw. I mean, the only reason not to go with Bradshaw is, and I'm, I almost fall into this camp, Bill. I, I'm just not high on Bradshaw this year. I just can't trust the guy at all. I just have a bad feeling about him. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good feeling about him. You know, but, but you got play him while play him while he's healthy. Exactly. Get something well, out of him. That's what I'm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really that's target him in any of my drafts. That's a good point. Unless he fell to me, you know, in a, in a good value spot. But you're just talking week one now, so you got a running back against the Raiders, you know, which and if he if Bradshaw's starting, I think I'd go him over Givens. No, that's a good point. Uh, also from Perio 4, and I was actually going to say this, but uh, at least he's conscious of it already. He knows he's on thin ice with Ryan Matthews as a running back, too. Yeah. Does he drop LaMichael James, who has a sprained MCL, Todd, for mm-hmm. a guy like Bilal Powell, Noshan Moreno, or Roy Helu? Helu. Wow. When's James supposed to be back? Do we know? Uh, I believe two to three weeks with that sprained MCL. And even when he's back, he's behind Frank Gore, behind Kendall Hunter. For yeah. the San Francisco 49ers. Uh yeah, I guess you could you could roll the dice on with some. With who Moreno? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moreno. What about uh, Halo? What's your thought thought on Halo? I think Mike Shanahan is up to something with those running backs, as usual. Not that I know. I'm not that I'm down on Alfred Morris, but I can certainly see Helo getting some action. I know. I, I you know what? I'm gonna go I can't stand Moreno. I just can't I hate having him on my roster. I'm going to go, if you're going to drop somebody, or if you're going to drop Michael James, I'm going to roll it with, with uh, Halo and see what happens. The, yeah, Shan- I, I, like that. Trust, I like that move. Because you can't trust Shanahan, and that could benefit Halo, of course. Right. Shanahan, right. he's a sneaky, beady-eyed 
character. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, Mike Anderson, Olandis Gary, Clinton Portis, you know, you go down the list over there in Denver from the years years ago. You never knew what was going on there. Yeah, and let's be honest, Alfred Morris is not a uh, you know, he doesn't have the pedigree coming out of Florida Atlantic. It's not like he's some, you know, Trent Richardson type dude. Right, coming out. Of, yeah. So you just never know. You know, That's I'm not true. I'm, like you. I'm not down on Alfred Morris. I'm not saying don't draft Alfred Morris, but it would surprise. It wouldn't surprise me if Halu got a few more carries than uh, you know than, than we, we expect. All, than we all yeah. thought. You just never know with the chin hand. All right, sticking with the emails. Radio at footballnation.com is our email address. Get this, Todd. We got an emailer from Australia. Rambo from Australia says he found the FF Champ Show on Patriots.com, which we also broadcast live on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Signed up for FF Champs to help him in his first draft, and he would like our thoughts on his team. He's in a 10-team league, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, defense, blah, blah, blah. Non-PPR, but he does have... Uh, uh, no bonuses. So he's got a non-PPR league, no bonuses. He drafted out of the third hole. And his team is as such. Quarterback, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, solid quarterback, double tandem right there. Beautiful. Running back, Aaron Foster, Trent. How does he get? I don't understand how this happens. How did you get Aaron Foster and Trent Richardson? I would kill to be in a league like that. But his running backs, Aaron Foster, Trent Richardson, and Gio Bernard, his backups are Daryl Richardson, Isaac Redman. Okay. His wide receivers, I don't get how this happens either. How does this happen? Sign me up for this league. What is going on down there in Australia? You drafted with, like, the Aborigines who don't really have internet or computers yet? Like, what is happening? A.J. Green, Demarius Thomas, Vincent Jackson, Hakeem Nix, and our boy Kenbrell Tompkins. His tight ends, Jason Witten, Jordan Cameron. I'm getting – this team is, like, ridiculous. A+. plus. <laughs> Matt Bryant is his kicker in his defense – is the Cincinnati Bengals. His only question is should he use Cam Newton or Matt Stafford in week one, and I'm going with Stafford because the Seattle Seahawks defense scares the crap out of me. I'm benching Cam Newton against Seattle, and I'm going with Matty Stafford against the Vikings. Yeah, that is a, that is a, that's a 10-team league. All right. That's, you know, I, I don't understand. How does you Richardson think, fall to number 17? You know, You, you think Richardson was his second-round pick. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he took Arian Foster, Foster in the his, first. Yeah, unless um, unless maybe Foster falls in the second. How do you get A.J. Green and Demarius Thomas? I don't know. Ah, that's incredible. Great job from Rambo that's in Australia. Perhaps he had, like, some AK-47 next to him. His name is Rambo. Who well, knows? the thing is this. It's like, again, how does Trent fall that far? And if, it, if that happens, you figure, well, then all the quarterbacks must have gone early, right? Well, he was still able to get two top seven quarterbacks. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then you think, well, you know, all the top receivers must have gone, right? Well, he's still got A.G. Green and Demarius Thomas. How did – how did what? Hey, if Rambo's out there and you got a second and you want to forward us the draft order, I'd yeah, love to see crazy. how this one shook out. That's craziness. Great job by Rambo. Great job. He also wants to know, should he trade – Daryl Richardson or Redmond to get Ben Tate as his backup for Aaron Foster. Yeah, I'm down with that. Trade Isaac Redmond. Mm-hmm. I'm down. For, I'm down for that cause. His uh, his value will never be higher than it is at this moment. Exactly. exactly. So be- before he goes out and has a stinker, which is quite possible, mm-hmm. you never know. Um, I mean, Redmond's been in the league since like 1943, right? I mean, he's yeah. been around forever. This guy. How does this guy keep getting opportunities, Bill? I have no idea. <laughs> Because the Steelers don't have anyone else. They drafted Le'Veon Bell to take over, and uh, he's hurt. Yeah. 
All right, back to the phone lines, 855-478-7030. Our friend Ed in Virginia has been patiently waiting to get our advice on his wide receivers. What's up, Ed? Hello, Ed. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, what's going on? I've got a simple question. Uh, Bolden or Eric Decker to start? For week one. Pardon me? That, for, for, for this week, right? Yes. All right, Bolden or Eric Decker? Todd, I'm not that. I don't know why. I think a lot of people are down on Eric Decker this year. I have him as our 16th wide receiver. I have Bolden as our 26th. Uh, I do see what um, Ed's talking about. I mean, Bolden's got a pretty juicy matchup against the Packers. Yeah. So I don't think it's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I could go either way on this one, honestly. I mean, Ed, who are your, I mean, uh, Ed, who I mean, are your other wide receivers? Yeah. Uh, Amendola. Uh, and then? Hopkins and Sanu. Oh, then you're not playing Decker and Bolden? You only start two wide receivers? Yeah. Huh. Todd, I didn't mean to I, cut I you off there. What do you think about that? I'm in the same way. I could go either way. I just wanted your opinion. <sighs> See, Bill, you're higher on Decker than I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want see for me personally. You can say this about both receivers. I kind of want to see. I'd rather play wait and see on these guys if I had if I had the chance because I don't know how they're going to distribute the ball in Denver. You know, with the three amigos out there catching balls from Peyton at PPR league. Yeah, I might go Bolden. I guess I give Bolden a slight edge in a PPR format, only because who else is Cal and Kaepernick going to throw to? Just Vernon. Vernon Davis. Uh, yeah. That's what I was thinking also. I mean, Bill, I mean, now maybe we're all warped because of the way the Niners manhandled the Packers and put up 7 million yards on them in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's fresh in all of our minds, right? That's the last time we saw the Packers. Yeah, right. So that might be blinding us just a little bit, but, you know, Crabtree is out. Bolden is in. Everything else is the same. Uh, PPR. I, I think Bolden might be the play. You know, All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Best of luck to you, Ed. Thanks for the call. And, Todd, just to kind of recap what I'm thinking here, eight receptions, 80 yards for Bolden, four receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown for Decker. What are you saying? That's what's going to happen? Yeah, I think that that's what I'm projecting them for this week. So okay. I think it's, you know, apples and orange. You know, it's apples to apples here. Four receptions, 40 yards, that's eight points for Decker. Plus a touchdown. I mean, here's the deal, man. Like, and they, I know we're only talking about week one, but week to week, would it surprise you if Decker was like kind of inconsistent this year, I given really Walker and, and DT? I I don't think so. No, no, I really don't think around. so. I think the Broncos are gonna one be one of the best offenses in the league. I think that everyone thinks that, but their passing attack, I think, eighty percent of. 85% of Peyton Manning's production is going to go right to Decker, Thomas, and Welker. I mean, there's no fourth wide receiver to worry about. Their tight end, Julius Thomas, can get some action, but I really think it's going to be those receivers. Decker knows this offense. Played with Peyton last year. The chemistry is there. He knows all the signals and the audibles and everything. You know, I think Decker's – I really think Decker's going to be a solid number two this year. Stokely last year caught 45 balls 
and then then you had the tight ends, which caught a combined 93. And that was Peyton Manning a year removed from surgery, a year removed from not playing a single game. I think Peyton's back. His arm strength has improved from last year. I think he's more comfortable with the offense. I think these receivers are the most dynamic bunch of receivers that he's ever played with in his career. So I don't know why people would think anything less than from Peyton. I'm, I'm expecting more production from Peyton this year, and more production means more production for these three wide receivers. Let me ask you this, because I teased it earlier a couple of minutes ago and never got yeah. to it. All right, so we talked, and I know we have a caller waiting. We're going to get to him in just a minute. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wait on quarterbacks. We all wait on quarterbacks. Right. I had the uh, last pick, 12-teamer. Um, it comes back to me third four, the third four turn. Okay, three four turn, okay. yeah. And in this league, quarterbacks get six points per touchdown pass, and they get one, two, three, or four bonus points depending on the length of the touchdown. Okay. So ten yarders seven points, forty yarders ten points. Peyton okay. Manning's sitting there, dude. The three four turn. You grabbed him. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't turn it. Listen, fourth round for Peyton Manning is is a value pick. First round for Peyton Manning, not value. Well, again, in, in a league where it's four points for touchdown without bonuses or anything, um, probably wouldn't have done it, you know. But I just couldn't believe it. So, anyway, did it. Peyton's on my team now, Bill. Peyton's on Todd's team. There you go. Good for Me you. and Peyton, all the <laughs> way to the title. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to CJ in Florida. Uh, he's our last caller before we have to take a break. CJ, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great. How are you? Good. Uh, I had a question about my flex. I'm in a, I know I, I told the guy I was in a 10 team, but it's actually a 12 team. Sorry about that. Um, so I have Kembrell Tompkins and Monty Ball. And uh, I know no one's very high on Monty Ball right now. And Kembrell Tompkins is the second re- uh, receiver on the Patriots. So, you know, I have him in the flex right now. But I'm wondering uh, what y'all, how y'all feel about that. What do you think, Bill? I mean, we're talking flex now. We're talking a wide receiver versus a running back once again in the flex. What are your thoughts on Tompkins this week and, you know, two rookies, basically? It's so funny, Todd, because almost all the time I'm saying to go running back over wide receiver in the flex. But for whatever reason, today's two, uh, you know, this player or that player, and based on the matchups, I've been saying go wide receiver over the – over the running back, and I, and I think I'm going to do it again here. Going to go Tompkins over Ball, huh? I think Kendall Tompkins against the Buffalo Bills is going to have a better game than Monte Ball with the Broncos running back by committee. We're expecting to see Hillman in action, who, by the way, was named the starter. That doesn't really mean anything, but it's going to be a drive-by-drive rotation for the Denver running backs this year. Ronnie Hillman, no Sean Moreno, and Monte Ball, it's going to be a three-headed approach. I know Tompkins is going to get the targets for the Patriots against the Bills, so I'm going with Tompkins here. Yeah, that was uh, my you know, I think he's safer. I think he's a safer play than Ball, you, if you're going safe. And let's be honest, Bill, in fantasy football, we haven't really touched on this yet. Sometimes in week one, it's kind of better to go safe. That's true. Than big upside, because you never know. Like, little crazy things can happen, you know what I mean? Um, who knows? Maybe Ronnie Hillman gets 70% of the carries. Right. Yeah, who knows? We don't really know quite yet. What we do know 
is that the Patriots lack receivers in a big way. That is a fact. And uh, there's no Gronk in week one. That is almost a fact, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's catching the ball from Tom Brady? Tompkins, Amendola, and Shane Vereen, and Zach Sudfeld. Tom Brady is going to throw the ball between 30 and 40 times in this game, right? Uh, yeah. He's going to complete 28 passes. Yeah. So someone's got to catch him. <laughs> you know? You put a few in the running back's hands. You give Sudfeld a couple, Amendola, and Tompkins. So uh, it sounds crazy. But I think it might be safer, and you said the matchup is also really important here. The uh, it might be safer to go Tompkins, which is it, craziness mm-hmm. when you, you know it kind of goes against what we usually think. But I think I'm going Tompkins. I think I just you just talked me into it. Yeah, uh, and CJ, best of luck to you. Thanks for calling into the show, Todd. More emails coming in radio at footballnation.com. More callers to get to eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. But we have to take a break. We really want to go over the fantasy-friendly matchups, the fantasy nightmare matchups for week one. We're going to review our budget breakdown for the players at DraftKings.com. Who's overpriced? Who are the best buys? Who are the bargain buys? All of that is coming up next right here on the Fantasy Football Champs. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, 
and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. All right, welcome back, Fantasy Football Champs. About another hour left in today's show. Todd, so much going on, a lot of interaction from the audience. We love it. Radio at footballnation.com is our email address. 855-478-7030 is our phone number. What do you think? Should we get to our overpriced and bargain buys at DraftKings.com? Let's do it, man. Let's. All right, do so it. here's the breakdown here. DraftKings.com, our weekly and daily fantasy football partner, they released their week one contest for week one. It's the week one kickoff bash. There's over a million dollars in cash prizes. Mm. You got to love it, Todd, because there's a lot of money up for grabs, and it doesn't cost that much to enter. Your first deposit, you get a free ticket to the $30,000 play action league, where the winner, I believe, gets fifteen grand. Uh there's a million dollar uh, prize with a two hundred dollar entry. There is a hundred and fifty thousand dollar prize for an eleven dollar entry. So there's a basically a contest for everyone. No matter what your budget is, there's something there for you. You can win money. It's a lot of fun. And in week one, you can really take advantage of some of the players that they have here listed. And we're going to get to that in just a little bit. So. The breakdown, Todd, you have $50,000 in salary. Fake money, of course, 50000 You have to start one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex, plus a d- defense and a kicker. Okay. So I think to help everyone out there that wants to play over at DraftKings.com, we're going to go over the overpriced and the best buys, the bargain buys for each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. That sounds good. Got it. All right, sounds good. All right, let's start off with the overpriced quarterbacks, Todd. Cam Newton playing against the Seattle Seahawks. That Seattle defense is ferocious. I'm scared of those guys. I don't want any players going up against the Seattle Seahawks defense, instantly downgrading them on my rankings whenever I see the opponent being the Seahawks. So Cam Newton, to me, $8,400, overpriced considering his opponent for this week. Yeah, and again, you know, if you look at the um, salaries – it's not like these guys are separated by thousands of dollars. No, a right? couple hundred I mean, bucks. Cam is in a very similar price point as Tony Romo, Russell Wilson, RG3, Kaepernick. Okay. Why in the world would you risk playing Cam against Seattle when you have those other four guys we just mentioned in the, almost exactly the same price? Right? Right. So I totally agree. Steer clear of Seattle. I'm also very scared of those guys. So, yes, I agree with you on that one. All right, how about Phillip Rivers for 6900 playing against the Houston Texans? Yeah, you know, Phillip Rivers isn't exactly a guy that you're you're trying to target right now, especially when he's playing the Texans and J.J. Swatt, right? Yeah, you might want to watch out for J.J. Swatt this weekend. You might want to. Again, another night. guy who's in a um, – I guess we'll uh, – well, we're going to get to it in the next. We're going to get to it with the best buys. But there's another quarterback who's almost exactly the same salary that uh, is a much better bargain than Phillip Rivers against mighty J.J. Swatt. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not using Cam Newton this week, and I'm not using Phillip Rivers this week. Right. So who are we using? The one guy I was just referencing, Bill, who's an absolute steal, we believe, mm-hmm. at $7,000 
again, Philip Rivers with 6,900, is Michael Vick against the Redskins. So he's uh, one of our best buy quarterbacks, and we're going to have an absolute steal for each position. And he's our absolute steal for quarterbacks this week. You said Philip Rivers only $100 less than Mike Vick. Mike Vick at $7,000, we know he's healthy. He's playing against a Washington Redskins, or Redskins team that absolutely sucked last year on defense. Chip Kelly's offense, we're really excited. We think Vick is going to be running and passing a lot on Monday Night Football, primetime action. Mike Vick, I am all in with that $7,000 price. Most important thing, Vick is healthy at the moment. Exactly. Use That's him while it. you can. You might only get to use him this week. Use him while you can. Uh, you know, so would I rather have Mike Vick playing likely from behind? I mean, let's, let's face it. The Eagles defense also stinks. Mm-hmm. Right, the Skins are going to put up some points in that game. The Eagles' offense, a little bit of a wild card. Uh, everyone's excited to see it, uh, it perform. You know, there's going to be a few new wrinkles that nobody's seen yet in the preseason. So I'm with you, man. Mike Vick is the steal. The other guy that we like, Bill, not as a, not as the absolute steal quarterback, but we like Tony Romo at 8,400 bucks. You know, he's not a bad option for Sunday night football against the New York Giants. Their secondary is really in trouble right now, Todd. I expect Tony Romo and Des Bryant to light up the field against the Giants. Sunday night football, Sunday night in America, we'll all be watching that big-time matchup, NFC East rivalry. Uh, You know, it's one of the primetime games on Sunday. So I think Tony Romo comes to play against the New York Giants. Again, I mentioned the injuries in their secondary. 8400 bucks for Tony Romo, not a bad option if you don't trust in Michael Vick for that $7,000. Yeah, and, you know, Romo, he comes in if you, if you kind of just look at the rankings. And, again, rankings don't matter. It's salary. But just for sake of reference, he's coming in around the number 11 as far as salary is concerned with the Qs, the quarterback. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, those Giants-Cowboys uh, games have been pretty high scoring. Always high scoring. Yeah, so, it's not going to be a 10-7 to 7 game. It's going to be 27-24 to 24, or maybe one of the teams score in the 30s. Right, right. Yeah, I like this place. Again, right. Tony Romo, once again, coming up in our conversation, Bill. He's always there. Yeah. He's always there. All right. Uh, let's move over to running backs, Todd. Overpriced running backs. How about Matt Forte, $7,100 versus the Cincinnati Bengals? And, and that, in, that right there uh, lies the problem I have with Matt Forte. He's the ninth-ranked running back, according to their budget, $7,100 against a pretty uh, solid Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yeah, it is in Chicago, but I agree. Uh, That Bengals D is, you know, and we saw a lot of it with hard knocks, Bill. Mm -hmm. Did you see James Harrison with that? um, Yeah, he's a psycho. Psychopath. The uh, arm wrestling contest. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, why would you challenge that guy? I don't know. He'd break my arm like a toothpick. Uh, yes, so I agree with you. I don't want anything to do with that. Matt Forte, let's be honest, Bill. You know, he's not a guy that you trust. He's very inconsistent, Forte, in, in fantasy circles. He, he looked great games. in the preseason. Broke he off did. some big runs. But mm-hmm. he was playing against the Raiders and the Chargers, folks. I'm not going crazy for Matt Forte against a good defense in the Bengals. Right. Agree. Who else do we got on the overpriced list, Bill? You know, Todd, this one's a shame because I think the price is actually pretty good. Chris Johnson for $6,000, but the matchup scares me. He's playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I like the cost for Chris Johnson, but the matchup scares me, and I wouldn't want to use him against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I that's a scary proposition in Pittsburgh. 
in Pittsburgh. I know they had a disappointing season last year. I think their defense is healthy, improved in the offseason. I'm not using Chris Johnson this week. Uh, I like the price, but I'm just not using him against the Steelers. Okay. I agree with you there. Finally, the last overpriced guy. I'm not sure what's going on with this. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with the player pool at DraftKings.com. Le'Veon Bell, $5,600. He's not even playing this week. But I know that there's going to be people out there that put them on their roster because they're expecting big things, and maybe they just look nah. at the price. I don't know, Todd. You'd be shocked about the intelligence of uh, some people in in, in Well, uh, they have the a big red world. O next to his name, which hopefully means out. So uh, I hope you're I hope you're wrong. I hope people don't uh, put him in. It would be yeah. better if they just removed him entirely, but I guess they they can't do that. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they there's probably a reason for that. But yeah, you're right. But they they did mark him with a, a big red O. So uh, yeah, you don't want Le'Veon Bell at all. <laughs> all right. How about wide receivers now? Or, or excuse me, we I totally forgot about the best, best buy running backs. Yeah, best buy running backs. I'm gonna go over two players and then uh, we'll go over our absolute steal of the week. Okay. Frank Gore playing against the Green Bay Packers, a number one running back on a run first team. Is only going to cost you fifty six hundred bucks. Mm. That's a great deal, I think. I I think that's a very good deal against that Packers D, which I mean that is as shaky as it gets. Some of the guys ahead of Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, who we just mentioned, DeMarco Murray with the Cowboys, Darren McFadden with the Oakland Raiders, Chris Johnson, who we have on our overpriced running backs list. Frank Gore to me should be a top twelve running back this week. Yeah, I, I, I like that pick a lot. You know, it's it's a pure matchup play too. You know, the only yeah. only downside is Kaepernick steals some goal steals line carries. Steals some goal line touches. And, yeah, right. that's pretty much it. You know, and again, everyone's got Kaepernick, you know, on his on their mind from that crazy performance he had in the playoffs. So maybe that's the reason that they drove his salary down. Next up on the best buys, the bargain buys for running backs. I got my guy Maurice Jones-Drew, MJD, sixty five hundred dollars out of your five. After out of your fifty thousand dollar total salary, I think MJD great bargain buy here. Playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, we know he's going to be healthy for Week One. Sixty five hundred dollars can't go wrong with MJD. No, he's undervalued in everything this year. You know because he's he's a guy that we've identified that should have a bounce back year. Which what does that mean, Bill? It means he had a crappy year last year, which we all know. When that happens, he's undervalued. He's on a bad team. Uh, yeah, so you might be able to get some pretty good value for him until, you know, uh, everyone comes around. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. All right, my absolute steal for running back, David Wilson of the New York Giants, $5,800. I think if you can package Frank Gore and David Wilson as your running backs, you can really do some damage at quarterback and wide receiver in your DraftKings contest for week one. Wilson, going to carry the full workload for the New York Giants this weekend. We know Andre Brown is out with a broken leg. Again, primetime matchup Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys are transitioning from their 3-4 defense last year to a Tampa 2 defense uh, this year in 2013. I think Wilson is going to have a few big plays, maybe a few of them for a touchdown. He's an explosive guy. Love the speed. Love him at the price of $5,800. Again, sake of comparison for one of our overpriced running backs, Chris Johnson, $6,000, Dan yep. Wilson, $5,800. Totally. You know, And just, just to give you a frame of reference, Bill, um, on DraftKings.com, it, ta- it shows you your remaining salary, which starts at fifty grand. Right. It also tells you your average remaining per player average. I so, like that. So when you start out, 
because of the, the number of positions you have to fill, you start out having to basically average $5,500 per player. Mm -hmm. Just, you know what I mean? So again, when you get a guy like David Wilson right around that average, that's a, that's a big time bargain. Can I just give you a little hint, just a little bit off topic for what I do when I'm doing these contests? Sure. I put my kicker and my defense in first. I find the lowest t defense and I find the lowest kicker. And then I go back into the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, yep. choose the guys I like. And then whatever remaining salary I have, I go back to my kickers, back to my defenses, and maybe jump up a couple spots based on my remaining balance. Right. So you literally take the 32nd-ranked defense. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Just just to start off my, my budget. Just Right, exactly. And then right. – uh, so the Bills are playing the New England Patriots this weekend. It's $3,000. Let's say after I, get, I put in my kicker, put in my defense, after my quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers and my tight end, all of them are filled, maybe I have $600 left over. Right. I then go back into kickers, back into defenses, and jump up $300 for each spot. I like that. I'm glad you brought that up because one question I was going to ask you, which is the opposite. A lot of people do the opposite of you, Bill. Some people go in there, and I want you to uh, tell them why this is right or wrong. Some people go in there and say, I want Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson to anchor my team. And they do that to start. It's the complete opposite of what you're doing, right? You know, I yeah. And then they, they say, well, I got, the, I got these two guys. They're going to, you know, and they cost $9,600 and $8,700. So basically, um, you know, a lot, 25% of their um, salaries busted on two players. And then they try to fill in from there. I've right. seen so many people do this, Bill. So for the audience that's listening, you know, tell them why that's probably not the way to go. You know, you have to recognize the difference between season-long fantasy and weekly fantasy, daily fantasy. In season-long fantasy, yes, you want the best player at the position on your team. Adrian Peterson, no doubt about it at running back. Drew Brees, no doubt about it at quarterback. But it really comes down to matchups in your weekly leagues, in your weekly contests. Because maybe Adrian Peterson is playing against the number one defense this week. And you know what? He's not going to be the number one running back this week. Sure, he may finish that way at the end of the season. Maybe he has the most yards. Maybe he has the most points, most touchdowns, whatever. But in any given week, Doug Martin, Trent Richardson, guy like Frank Gore, maybe David Wilson, LaShawn McCoy, based on the matchups, that's who you should be targeting because in the weekly leagues, it doesn't matter how they're going to perform all season long. If your team or, you know, if a running back is playing against right. a 32nd worst defense when it comes to stopping the run, that's the guy you want on your squad. Here's another thing that we should talk about, Bill, to help the audience out. is We, we just gave some advice to some callers who are in season-long regular fantasy leagues. And we kind of advised, you know, when you're up – you have Monte Ball and you have Kembrell Tompkins, who are you putting in the flex, right? Right. And we kind of advised to play it conservative if you can. And we kind of broke it down from a conservative strategy. Mm -hmm. yeah. In these leagues, if you're weighing those options, you don't want to go conservative, in my opinion. You want no. to win the damn league. Right. Who cares if you have a nice performance and totally. you know and you beat eighty percent of the people? You need to have a blow up performance and beat ninety nine percent of the people. Mm -hmm. And you need to do it by finding the value, guys. And I just you know, so when I say that, Bill, I don't want people to think, you know. I've got to have one of these mega stars on my team. You don't. Right. You've right. got to find high upside value picks in the middle. David Wilson's exactly. a perfect, 
perfect example. That's why he was our steal at the running back position because not only is he going to get a huge workload this week until Andre Brown comes back in you know four to six weeks, but he could break the big one, man. You know, and that's what you're looking for. You, I mean, seriously, you want to win it. You want to win that thirty grand, that one fifty, hundred fifty grand, Bill. You do well, a lot life changer. Money. So why I'll tell play you what, I win one hundred fifty grand. You won't hear me on the radio next week. Right. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be me. It'll be a Todd show. It'll be Todd. Todd and Josh running yep. things. That's but right. Bill, I mean, seriously, you know, you you got to find guys that have upside, and it's it's a little bit different than all these callers that we're talking about playing it conservative in the week one thing. You know what I mean? Because you don't want right. to get it. To me, in week one, in in head to head fantasy, you know, for season long le- leagues, the normal people that call in, you, you just don't want to have the zeros show up on your roster you know what i mean you don't want right. the one and two point things you want to make sure you're getting solid points in that first week but here you don't want conservative man you, you want to go big yeah I'm t- I'm totally does that make sense that. Am I totally down with that, that? Hey, okay. todd you're right you want to win it's better to be risky because it's only a one week thing it's not your whole team right. you don't want to be risky at your fantasy drafts no. but you want to be risky in your weekly fantasy draft yeah, I mean, there and again, go. we're talking about calculated risks here. We're not we're not talking about I'm going to take Megatron, Adrian Peterson, and Drew Brees, and then I'm just going to fill in with you know the dregs of the world to fill out the roster. That's not what we're talking about. You can find a lot of value in the middle round. So wh- that being said, Bill, let's get to the wide receivers. All right, wide receivers, overpriced and best buys. I got Roddy White, eighty one hundred dollars. Todd, he's their fourth wide. Re- oh, sorry, he's their fifth wide receiver this week, and. The, the Falcons and Saints matchup is a fantasy dream come true. Right. It's going to be high scoring. There's going to be a lot of offense. There's going to be a lot of passing. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns. But Roddy White, still dealing with an ankle injury, hasn't practiced in a couple weeks. For him to be the the one, two, three, four, five, fifth wide receiver at $8,100, way too expensive for me. Totally agree. Again, when you're talking about $8,100, and you can get Randall Cobb. I know he's playing against the, the 49ers for 1200 less. Reggie Wayne. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's so many. We're going to get to some of these guys who are the re- true best buys. But if you're just comparing the megastars, you know, Roddy White, like you said, he's a little banged up. Uh, that just seems – that's too high for me, too rich for my blood. All right, how about Mike Wallace of the Miami Dolphins? $6,200. They're playing against Cleveland Browns, who has Joe Hayden in that defensive backfield. I'm not really too crazy about Mike Wallace this week. I think he's going to have a good season, maybe not so much in week one. Well, you're you're digging deep, which is why we love you, Bill. You know, you're looking at the one-on-one matchup, you know, mm-hmm. which you've got to do, which is what we do at ffchamps.com. We don't just say, oh, they're playing the Browns, they stink. You know, you're looking at the actual matchup. Who's going to cover Mike Wallace? And for that reason, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of waiting in wait and see mode with Mike Wallace. Um, right. You, you don't want to use mean? him week one, maybe in nah. a couple weeks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then the last overpriced wide receiver. The budget's not bad, Todd, but we mentioned his quarterback playing against the Seattle Seahawks, and that's Steve Smith at the price of $5,500. All right, and let, let's transition because there's a guy right underneath Steve Smith. At yes, fifty four hundred dollars, who's yeah, one of our love. best buys? Yeah. All right, would, so best buy wide yes. receiver T. Y. Hilton, fifty four hundred dollars against the Raiders. I know. At home. At home, we know Andrew Luck loves to throw the ball. T. Y. Hilton was on an absolute tear in the preseason. He had a touchdown in each of their preseason games. He is going to be a great buy 
for you in your DraftKings Week 1 kickoff bash. $5,400 for TY. Sign me up. Again, you got to go big. Calculated risk. This is what we're talking about. T.Y. Hilton fits the bill, man. Yeah, he does. He because really does. he has an 80-yarder in him at any time. Right. He, he's going to be the deep guy. Reggie Wayne's going to catch all the possession stuff over the middle. And T.Y. Hilton's going over the top. I like it. I mean, again, compare him to Steve Smith, old man Steve Smith, against Seattle. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. T.Y. Hilton, man, all the way. Uh, speaking of uh, another player that is due for some breakout plays, Pierre Garçon. $6,100 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Bill, nobody throws a better deep ball than RG3. We that's saw it in right. college. We saw a little bit of it last year. Unfortunately, Garcon was banged up most of the year, so that's his deep threat. He's back. Have you seen the Eagles' defense this preseason? Yeah, they don't look too good. Not good. So <laughs> I love this pick. I think this is uh, this is an, actually a pretty incredible value comparing him to some of the other guys on the board. So – that leads me to ask you, Bill, if he's not our absolute steel wide receiver, who is? All right, the absolute steel wide receiver for week one, DraftKings kickoff bash, Kenbrill Tompkins, $3,000. It's not so much the player, Todd. It's just the value. You can get Kenbrill Tompkins That's at 3000 bucks. Yeah. I mean. That's I, the lowest salary offered. Right. And the fact that he's playing against the Buffalo Bills, catching passes from Tom Brady, I don't care if Kembrel Tompkins, he could be named Slow Joe. For $3,000 playing against the Bills when you got Brady passing to him, I'm signing up for Kembrel Tompkins. $3, Let me ask you something. Maybe we need to ask our buddies at DraftKings. Can yeah. this change at any moment? No. Like it, this it's is locked it. in. Week one, locked and loaded. Goodness gracious. Wow. Well, we yeah, like you that can, one. I'm telling you, you can do some damage in week one if you know your stuff. You really can. So I plan on doing damage this week. I sent my man Josh an email, and I asked him if I'm allowed to uh, participate in any of the contests. He said, yeah, absolutely. Just You have to use your money. I said, all right, sign me up. Wow. I'm in. Count it. Wow. Tompkins is, again, that's the lowest salary offered for wide receivers. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of them at 3000 There's like 100 guys at 3000 He's one of them. Right. Wow. Good one, I Bill. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a steal. Well, I tell you what, and we'll help the audience with this, but I'm look, I'm paging through all the all the guys at three thousand. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of them. I mean, there's got to be over a hundred guys in here. So you're really gonna have to, you know, and we'll do the the dirty work for you if you listen to the show. But you need to page through and make sure that there's, you know, you're getting all the gems out of here. That's how you're gonna win, man. That is, that is tremendous. Yeah, I just think Tompkins at three thousand bucks, too good to pass up. Mm. All right, move over to tight ends, Bill. All right, we got. Uh, one tight end as an overpriced one or two tight ends as an absolute steal. So we have Antonio Gates, $4,600, playing against the Texans. I'm not crazy about the Chargers this year. I'd rather go with a little bit uh, a little bit more upside player than Antonio Gates for $4,600. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious as to why he's so high. I mean, is this just because of an, his name recognition? I'm, I'm assuming that's what it is. Texans you know? have a good defense. Okay. Yeah, I'm staying away. I'm staying away from there. All right. So the best buys for the tight ends, Jared Cook at 3,800. But the absolute steal coming from the Patriots, another rookie, another $3,000 player, Zach Sudfeld. Against the Bills. You know, I guess, mm. you know, the the budgets must have been set up 
a couple weeks ago when we weren't sure if Gronk was playing. We didn't really know much about Kembrell Tompkins. Zach Sudfield was still relatively unknown. But that's okay. You need to exploit that. Take that. Use that to your advantage. If these guys are listed for 3000 bucks, you know they're going to have big-time games because the Bills suck and Tom Brady is going to pass all over the place. Take advantage of the low budget, of the low uh, uh, cost, the low price. Again, Bill, you know, the average player, if you just went across the average, is $5,555. So by starting Tompkins and Sudfeld, you are saving about six grand. Like that's Mm -hmm. six grand you can use elsewhere. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Five grand. Five grand. Five grand. Yes, my bad. But that's 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 a lot of change. You could upgrade another position, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it's. I think Sudfeld's a great player. Sudfeld and Tompkins. I don't mind having two Patriots on this team. Hmm. Wow. That's uh, that's that's crazy. Now, get get in while the getting's good because in week two, like when Sudfeld, Bill, when he catches six balls for eighty-one yards and a touchdown this week. Yeah. His or whatever. Roster, I'm just throwing that out there. His budget's going to go way up. His budget won't be three thousand next week against the Jets. Right, right. So you know he's going to be a top ten guy. So yeah, exploit it, man. That's a that's a, that's a, that is an absolute steal in every sense of the word. All right, so that was DraftKings.com, the Week One kickoff bash. We try to help you guys win some money playing fantasy football. It's a lot of fun. A lot of big time prizes up for grabs or certainly want to check it out and use some of the players that we just suggested because some of those best buys some of those absolute steals are certainly worth adding to your roster todd we're going to take a quick break but when we come back a lot more emails to get to and maybe we'll have time to preview some of the week one games uh also taking phone calls 855-478-7030 more fantasy football champs coming up on the football nation radio network Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? 
The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from FFChamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. All right, welcome back. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you on the Fantasy Football Champs. 20 minutes left in our live show. You can also listen to us on demand via our podcast on iTunes along with iHeartRadio. Plus, we have some on-demand versions up at footballnation.com and ffchamps.com. We know it's week one. We know a lot of people are getting excited about their matchups, but we also have some people still drafting. Todd, you and I both have some pretty big drafts Wednesday night. Yes, absolutely. The last possible day, Bill, is one yeah. of my leagues. The one I actually I'm the commissioner of. And we put it the last night almost every year. Why not? Right? All the information's at your fingertips at that point. No excuses. I finally uh, got all of my, well, not all of my, but the close, close group of my fraternity brothers to join a league. There's 10 of us. Yeah. Uh, some people ha- have you know kind of partnered up because we wanted to fit everyone in so there's there's more than 10 people in the league but there's only 10 teams and right now there's this big debate going on todd maybe you can help settle it all right should we have two wide receivers and a flex or three wide receivers and a flex 10 team league so right now one quarterback two receivers two running backs and a flex is what you're starting with and you're trying to decide if you're going to go two running backs Three wide receivers and a flex? Well, actually, I'm the commissioner, so I automatically put it three wide receivers and a flex. But now I'm getting all this backlash by some of these newbie fantasy football players that think they're going to take down the champ, and that's not happening. I'm trying to explain to them in a 10-team league it's perfectly okay to go with three wide receivers and a flex. It's perfectly okay. I mean, but the the question is this. It it sounds like you've got a bunch of new guys in the mix, and they're playing fantasy for the first time. Not that they're playing for the first time, but they're playing in this league for the first. This is the first time we're doing this league. Okay. So do yeah. they know what they're doing? Yes, they know what they're doing. Well, if they know what they're doing, then what's the point? What's the problem with having three wide receivers and a flex? They're stubborn. Just now, yeah. again, if if it's like a bunch of new guys and you're, you're trying to get them into fantasy football, you might want to start simple. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? But if they already know yeah. what they're doing, yeah, go three wide receivers and a flex. There All right, go. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to replay this clip for them a little bit later. A uh, couple more minutes left in the show if you want to get your week one lineup advice. We'll also be back on air on Thursday, 12 to 2, Football Nation uh, Radio, 855-478-7030 is the phone number. Uh, still taking emails, radio at footballnation.com. We have one from Dr. Mick. Is in a ten- Did I get that right? Yeah, Dr. Mick. 10-team PPR league, 16 roster spots. 
Love the running backs that he has in the PPR format, Todd. Trent Richardson, Reggie Bush, Maurice Jones-Drew, first three rounds. Love those picks. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, another common theme here, Bill, and with Tony Romo at the quarterback, a lot of people seem to be grabbing MJD because he's falling into their laps. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. That's another common thread here. Romo, MJD seem to be two guys that our audience is gobbling up here. Dr. Mick also has Danny Amendola. Love him in the PPR. Eric Decker, Jordy Nelson, Kembrell Tompkins, Deshaun Jackson. And then he took some flyers on guys like Brian Hartline. Gronk in the 12th round. Are you nuts? Kaepernick in the 14th round? Vic as his number two? He actually drafted Vic before Kaepernick. I don't know how he got Gronk. That's incredible. 12th round for, for Rob Gronkowski. I don't see any other tight end here on this team, so he's going to need somebody for week one, maybe week two, but Gronk in the 12th, that's tremendous value. Absolutely. Now, you're on the spot right now, this very moment, non-PPR. Are you taking Gonzo or Gronk? Um, Jimmy's off the board. Jimmy PPR Payne's league? Off the board. Non-PPR. It's, Gronk. You're taking Gronk. In the non-PPR. Yeah, sure I am. And you're going to roll the dice that he's back. Got Soon. it. Soon. Yeah. All right. How about you? Uh, kind of depends on how your the rest of your roster is looking, in my view. Actually, Doctor Mick wants to know who he should drop: Mike Vick, Bryce Brown, Mark Ingram, Brian Hartline, in order to pick up Zach Sudfeld because he does have Ron Gronkowski. I'm drafting. I'm dropping Hartline. His wide receivers are stacked. Drop Hartline. I'm not really. I think he had a good year last year, but only because the Dolphins had no one else to throw to. I'm dropping Hartline, adding Sudfield. So this way, you have the Patriots tight end. You know you'll have someone in the game if Gronk's not healthy. I agree. Solid team. It's like a handcuff. Love that that team. Yeah, Yeah, right. It's like a handcuff. Love that team, though. Kaepernick to go along with Richardson, Reggie Bush, and MJD in a PPR league. You got Amendola, Decker, and Jordy Nelson. Mm. That's a great team. Great team. Solid. Solid. Our friend Blake needs some roster help, Todd. Who should he start in his flex, Lamar Miller or Randall Cobb? Should he be concerned about the Randall Cobb bicep injury, or should he put him in over Lamar Miller? Is it PPR? Hey, guys, keep up the great work. Should I start by my mom? Should I kind of concern? I start him over? Nope. We don't know. We do not know. Uh, it would help to know, but I'm putting Lamar Miller. I'm putting PPR, Lamar Miller in. What's that? I'm putting Lamar Miller in. I don't like the matchup against the Niners. For for, for Cobb. Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's PPR, that's why I was asking if it's PPR. If it's PPR, then I'm leaning Cobb. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the emails, Todd, we got a lot of people emailing in. They want us to grade their teams. I love looking at other people's teams and kind of analyzing who they picked in the first couple rounds or right. who they got in steals. It's a lot of fun. Love doing this. So we have, who do we got here? We got Matt is in a 10-team league, half a point PPR. He drafted in the fifth spot. Okay. He's got Matthew Stafford, Tony Romo. There he is again. Jamal Charles, MJD, Lamar Miller, Giovanni Bernard, and he's got the handcuff to Ray Rice, Bernard Pierce. There's Romo and MJD again. Uh, wide receivers, Demarius Thomas, Dwayne Bowe, Vincent Jackson, Cecil Shorts, Josh Gordon. Okay. Tight end, Jermaine Gresham and Greg Olson. And he's got a defense and a kicker. And we don't okay. go into that right now. Uh, I like Strengths, what he here. weaknesses, what do we got? Um, I think he's 
I think he's pretty strong at quarterback with Stafford and Romo. Yep. You've got play to figure the, he's play got the matchup. The, yeah, and he's got the he's got two of the top ten quarterbacks in the in, in fantasy football. So right, he's set there. Uh, Jamal Charles, MJD, Lamar Miller, Geo, our boy Geo. Uh, Bernard Pierce is there as well. He didn't handcuff Jamal Charles. He went with Bernard Pierce instead, who's kind of an interesting handcuff to Ray Rice. Yeah. I think that's very strong. I mean, Gio, when Gio's your fourth running back. You got a great team. Yes. Wide receiver. I like DT. I like Bo, Vjax, Cecil Shorts, Gordon, another guy who took Gordon in round 12. Love Gordon this year. I mean, get, don't be scared off by his, uh, you know. Two-game sus- suspension. That's nothing. Ask, yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be back before the end of September, and you'll have him for the rest of the season. So uh, his weakness is tight end. He's got Olsen and Gresham. I'm not a high on Gresham at all. Nah, me either. Olsen, you know, he's kind of – he could have a good, really nice year. He, he, You know what I mean, Olsen? Mm-hmm. I mean, we looked at – I think last year he was disappointing, so it's kind of hard to get all fired up about him this year. But you never know. I mean, he, he could have a nice year. But that's his, that's his deficiencies at tight end. Another email from Dan H. He says, hey, guys, second-year FF Champs customer and used the draft tracker for the first time. What the hell? Why didn't he use it last year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the way to go, man. That's the way to organize everything, the, the, the beautiful color coding, which I love. Yeah, anyway, he said it was awesome, so easy and organized. Yep. He wants to know, how do you end the draft and import your teams? Dan, in order to end the draft and import your teams, you have to make sure that you entered the correct amount of rounds and used all the picks for each player. If you if you kind of ended the draft without filling in the the remaining roster spots, then it won't import. You have to make sure you enter in the correct amount yeah. of rounds Once and the correct done, amount of teams. It'll pop up and say, draft right. is over, do you want to import? Exactly. Uh, he's in a 12-team full-point PPR league with a flex. He drafted in the sixth spot, and he says he's a little light at running back, but what do we think about his roster? So he's a little light at running back. He's got C.J. Spiller, Todd, along with Giovanni Bernard, Ronnie Hillman, and Joe Randall. He is a little light at running back. Yeah, Spiller look and Bernard. At it, so look at his receivers. Right. Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Randall Cobb. Love the receivers. So here's the deal. Here's what he obviously did. He obviously took Spiller in round one. Right, and in the round in round two, twelve teamer, Calvin Johnson was staring at him in the face, or the other full, way around, or, or or the other way around. Correct. Yeah. Full point PPR. The bottom line is you can't. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to turn down. Right. But when you do turn down that second running back in that first or second round, when you come out of the first two rounds going running back wide receiver, this is what happens. You wind up with Giovanni Bernard or Eddie Lacy as your RB two. Right. Now, it's a 12-team league, so the fact that he got Brandon Marshall and Randall Cobb kind of tells me that maybe he had the 8th or ninth pick. Oh, no, he said he drafted 6th. Right in the middle. Right right in the middle. Because I was going to say, maybe the running backs went off the board, and then all of a sudden he's looking at Brandon Marshall compared to, I don't know, Lamar Miller, and he went with Brandon Marshall. So I can see why he ended up with the wide receivers he did. He sacrificed the running backs a little bit. But I love these wide receivers in a full-point PPR league. I think it makes up for not having a quality number two running back when you got Calvin Johnson and Marshall. Mm. And Randall Cobb in the flex. Right. So you can use Cobb in the flex. Mm -hmm. Now, he does need some help at wide receiver here. Uh, Excuse me. He does need some help at running back here because if anything were to happen to C.J. Spiller or Giovanni Bernard, his next backup is Ronnie Hillman. 
I do not like that situation at all. He's got Dwayne Bow on the bench, and we know how good his receivers are. So I would almost suggest making a package of Dwayne Bow and maybe Zach Sudfeld. Exactly. Go That's after what, the guy yeah. that has Gronk and get a, a upgrade at running back. I totally agree. I think yeah. I, that's what I looked at. I mean, he has a, a embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. When you look at his bench, and Dwayne Bowes on his bench, mm-hmm. plus Sudfeld is one of the hottest, you know, tight ends. Who, like, let's be honest, we don't know how good he's going to be when Gronk gets back. We don't know, but right now we know he's going to be pretty productive. And I totally agree. You know, get value for Sudfeld. His value, I think, value is pretty high right now. And um, Bowes always high. So. There you go, man. I think you got to package those guys together, try to find a strong RB2, and then you're in pretty good shape. Bo is not finding the starting roster or the starting lineup with Cobb, Marshall, and Calvin Johnson. So get get some get some uh, get an upgrade from him. And whoever has Gronk wants Sudfeld on his team. Trust me. Trust us. Whoever yeah. has Gronk right now really wants Sudfeld. Get rid of him while you can, because in a couple weeks Gronk comes back, Sudfeld's stock goes way down. Uh, sticking with the e- sticking with the emails, Todd. We have Adam needs some initial draft analysis. He's got quarterback, RG three, Andy Dalton, running back, Doug Martin, David Wilson, Shane Vereen, Giovanni Bernard. How about that quartet of running backs? Okay, I like Wilson, it. Bernard, Vereen, and Martin. His wide receivers are Demarius Thomas, AJ Green, Vincent Jackson, Akeem Nix, Michael Floyd, and Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know how these people are getting Doug Martin and then and David Wilson to go along with Demarius Thomas and A.J. Green. Are those his first four picks? The, he, he probably had the second pick, took Doug. It came yeah. all the way up and all the way down. Megatron's Green, off Demarius. the board. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes wide receiver, wide receiver, 2-3. David Wilson falls to him in the fourth, and the rest is history. And, you know, he waits on his quarterback like you should. He gets RG3 in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, right? Yeah, this team is loaded. I love this team. This might be the best team that we saw all day. It's pretty good. I can't find one negative thing to comment on. I even love his defense, Cincinnati Bengals. By the way, we talked about common threads with Romo and MJD. Another one's Jared Cook. Everybody's yeah, got Jared Cook. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Jared Cook, so if he doesn't pan out, that's my fault. Mm. But I think he's going to be fine. Peter King called him the best athlete he's seen all summer at training camps this year. I think the Jeff Fisher... Knows him from his days with the Tennessee Titans and knows that he was underutilized with them. Sam Bradford needs an underneath option now that Danny Amendola is out. I think Tavon Austin is going to be a little bit of a playmaker in the backfield. And at wide receiver, Chris Givens is going to be the deep guy. Jared Cook's going to get a lot of underneath targets, and he can move with the ball in his hands. So before we move on from Adam, he does ask a question here. Who does he start this week, wide receiver? Knicks, VJax. Go with Knicks. Or Knicks. Go with Knicks. Primetime action against the Dallas Cowboys. Eli Manning tends to have really good games when he's playing down in Dallas. I would go with Akeem Knicks. He's healthy right now. Put Knicks in your lineup. All right, Bill. So let's go. Did we go to Justin yet? No, Justin. but Justin is in a very unique situation. Why don't you tell everyone what's happening with Justin? All right. So Justin emails us. He says, hey, I'm unable to call in this week because I'm in Spain on my honeymoon. Is that the best thing ever? Like, the guy's on his honeymoon. You know his wife probably doesn't (laughs) understand him needing to get to a computer, check his lineup for week one. I almost guarantee that when he was booking this honeymoon, maybe he didn't tell his wife, but he thought to himself, oh, damn, week one of the NFL starts and I'm going to be on my honeymoon in Spain. I know that thought went through his head. 
luckily he got to oh actually he sent it through his iphone so he's probably gonna be doing his roster or his starting lineup on his iphone watch out for those global global uh network charges dude you're gonna get into some trouble when you get back to the united states your <laughs> wife looks at your bill and she sees all these internet charges while you're on your honeymoon in spain but hey congratulations have fun on your honeymoon best of luck to you this year we're going to certainly help you out with your starting lineup right now for week one all right so he asks who do you like the best this week in a flex spot he can start a tight end running back or wide receiver his choices are reggie bush versus the vikings Antonio Brown versus the Titans, Dale Richardson versus the Cardinals, or Shane Vereen versus Buffalo. He does not say whether it's PPR or not. If it's a PPR league, I think it's no question about it. I'm starting Reggie Bush. And even not in a PPR league, I think I'm still going Bush over, over Dale Richardson here. I think you got to go Bush. Always have to go, choose Bush. Go with Bush. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking at a previous email to see if he says it's PPR or not. It doesn't say. So... Uh, I think you know, Reggie Bush is red hot right now, you know, and yeah. he might only get 30 or 40 rushing yards, but he's, if he does that, it's probably because he has 80 or 90 receiving yards. Right. You know, I mean, he, he, he's, he's just too hot to, to bench to start the season off. In a flex, you put him in. I think we're all caught up on emailers, Todd. What do you say we jump over to phone lines for the last few minutes of the show? We have Matt in Chicago has a question about his wide receivers. What's going on, Matt? Hey guys, um, I got a question uh, about wide receivers. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should start Eric Decker or uh, Deshaun Jackson, non-PPR. Non-PPR, Bill. Decker, your boy, Bill. There he is again. Everyone's drafted Decker. Now they're like wondering, do I put him in with Walker, with DT there, or do I go with Deshaun Jackson? What do you think, non-PPR? Well, slow your roll for just a second here, Todd, because Deshaun Jackson's number 15 on my FFCPI this week. Eric Decker is my number 16 wide receiver. So I have him neck and neck. I actually gave DJX one point above Decker this week, and since it's a non-PPR league, I'm going to go with DJX in prime time. That guy loved the spotlight. Go with Deshaun Jackson while Mike Vick's still healthy. And we don't know too much about Chip Kelly's offense yet, so I think that even plays more of a benefit to the Eagles' offense. Yeah, I agree. Matt, that's that's the way to go. Do you have anything else for us? Um, do you know if uh, Roddy White healthy and starting this week? We don't know he's if he's healthy. We don't know if he's starting in week one. He was back at practice on a limited basis. Watch out for that ankle injury. That's some of the problems about setting your lineup on Tuesday, Todd. And Matt, we appreciate the call, by the way. Todd, when you're setting your lineups on Tuesday, you don't get the full list of injuries which really come out on Friday, even Sunday morning when guys are questionable or doubtful. That's why I'm live every Sunday morning on FFChamps.com. We do a a video webcast. I'm running through the last-minute injuries updates. I'm helping people set up their last-minute starting lineup questions. So Roddy White is a guy that if he's healthy, you got to get him in your roster. But all signs point to him playing against the Saints. He's never missed one game in, I mean, his, in his career. Depending on the caller's options, I mean, unless he has some ridiculous bench depth at wide receiver, it's the Saints and Falcons. You got to put Roddy in if he's going to play. You know, you got to. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Another uh, caller, we have Chris in Alaska. Hey, Chris, what's going on in Alaska? Is it cold up there? What's the weather like? Oh, uh, sunny and beautiful, but not warm for what you guys would consider. We probably have high 50s. Now, Chris, where in Alaska you live? Because it's my lifelong dream to get there one time. I'm a big skier. I want to take a helicopter trip, you know, jump out of the helicopter, land on the mountain, and then take a, 
you know, ski, ski down the mountain. Is that doable where you live? Well, I live in Anchorage is where you'd fly, but Valdez has got some of the best heli skiing in the world, which is about a four-hour drive away. Now, can I stay at your place if I give you good fantasy advice right now? Of course. All right, that's all I was trying to get to. What can we help you with today, Chris? <laughs> I got a 12-man league, and I am the first pick in the draft. So I'm definitely going AP. I'm okay. just curious, looking at the standard, I'm, it's an ESPN head-to-head league, standard scoring. I'm kind of looking at my options coming back around when I'm at 24, 25. So naturally, I assume the said running backs are all going to be picked through, along with probably a top few quarterbacks, hopefully lots of quarterbacks, if the people I'm playing against don't know any better. <laughs> and I'm just curious, at that spot, on the rankings, I'm looking at maybe like the 10 through 15 guys as far as who I would hope to be there for my second. So MJD, Ridley, DJ Duk, right, and David right. Wilson. Okay, it's kind of what I'm hoping for. I mean, obviously, I could be even worse. I could be looking, you know, Reggie Bush, Lamar Miller, if the guys take running backs like I would hope that they would, or I, you know, that they should. Uh, so anyway, I just was curious what you thought about. Uh, second running back i'm going to definitely go running back with my second pick and then with the first pick in that third round if i'm able to get two running backs i'm happy with here's who you would target for a top receiver to take at the beginning of that third i'm hoping that cobb or fitzgerald would be there but like i said this is all speculation sure sure bill i have a feeling that he's going to get one of those running backs that's going to it's going to fall on his lap MJD or maybe uh, Wilson, Stephen Ridley or David Wilson. Sure, I think Wilson will go. Wilson seems to be rising um, in the drafts I've been in, but I think Wilson, MJD might be there for him. Yeah. The question becomes, Bill, what if two of those guys are there for him? I think it really depends what wide receiver is there. Um, Chris, you're on FF Champs, right? Yes, sir. So I think if and you're what are you looking at the ESPN head to head? Yep, head-to-head. So, yeah, I got Cobb, Fitzgerald, kind of that 7-8 to eight range. I mean, right. realistically, I figure that's the best case. I think if anyone above 6, starting with Brandon Marshall, obviously going up to Calvin, it's unlikely he's there. If any of those wide receivers are there, you take one of them. But you have to go with one of those running backs, anyone above 12, anyone above 15. Starting from that tier with David Wilson, David Wilson and above. I'm going okay. with one running back and one wide receiver, anyone in those tiers. Okay. I'm skipping at, I choose to go three running backs if Randall Cobb and Fitz are my options. Okay. All right. And then load up and get, hopefully, David Wilson and Ridley or David Wilson and S-Jack. Yep, or MJD. I think that's a solid, solid team to start off to go with Adrian Peterson in a 12-team league. What's going to happen is – that's, we're talking about the two three turn now, but what you're going to find is at the four five turn for you, there's going to be a lot of nice wide receivers sitting there. You know, yeah. yeah. So what Bill's saying is, unless one of those top six receivers is sitting there staring at you in the face at the two three turn, you can take one of them. But if they're not, take the two running backs. Start off with three running backs and then load up on the receivers. There's going to be a lot of good, similarly good wide receivers falling to you in the four five six seven hole. You'll be surprised. Pierre Garçon, yeah. Reggie Wayne, Hakeem Nix, Deshaun Jackson, Torrey Tory Smith, Smith, Eric Decker, all those guys are yeah. going to be there for you. Yeah, at four Hilton, five. too. I'm big on Hilton this year. We love oh. Hilton as well. Yeah. 
Excellent. Hey, I sure appreciate it, guys. Let me know when you come to AK. Oh, thanks, Chris, and I'm, I'll be there probably in February, so I'm not joking around, and I look forward to looking you up because I will do that. All right. I'm weird like that. Take it Don't easy, worry, guys. though. Bill's not – he's not a stalker. Don't worry. <laughs> thanks, Chris. No, but seriously, <laughs> heli skiing in Alaska, that is on my, my things to do before I'm – That's awesome. Before I'm a parent because I don't think I'll be able to do that once I have kids. Nah, you can't uh... – you know, you can't ditch the wife with the, the the newborn when you're to go heli skiing halfway across the world. No, like world. I'm not. I don't jump out of planes. I don't bungee jump. I don't do like things like that. But like skiing, heli skiing, and like jumping out of a helicopter and landing in a mountain—that's one of the things I want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> sign me up, Chris go. in Alaska. Uh, I'll help you with fantasy advice all year. Uh, you let me crash at your place in Alaska. Uh, we got to have Chris call back every week. I'm looking forward to it. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. Uh, that's a good strategy. If one of those wide receivers aren't there, those top, top-tier wide receivers on that second or third turn, load up on the running backs because, Todd, you've been saying it all summer long, there is a sweet spot for wide receivers in the fourth and the fifth round. There is, and I've been in a draft a draft bill where you know, I was tempted and I, I took a wide receiver a little earlier than I should have, and I'm kicking myself because, you know, I, there's just so many receivers. You're just, there's so many to pick from. Yeah. You know, and they fall deep. They fall into the seventh, eighth round sometimes. So, uh, that you know, that's definitely the sweet spot. Todd, we are just a few days away from week one kickoff in 2013 with the Broncos and the Ravens. We had a great show today. A lot of callers, a lot of emailers, a lot of interaction on Twitter. You can hit us up at any time, at FFChamps. I love the show today. Love hearing from our FFChamps.com members. Love hearing from people that are serious about winning their fantasy football leagues. Uh, We'll be back on the air on Thursday. Yes, we will, and we're going to dedicate another hour of the show on Thursday to fantasy, correct? There you go. Whole another hour. We're going to preview our week one fantasy matchups, nightmares, fantasy football dreams for week one, and some of the lopsided matchups. Back on the air on Thursday. Any closing thoughts before we take off, Todd? Not much, man. I mean, after that Thursday show, we're a couple hours away from kickoff. Love it. Hard to hard to believe. Like our to thank our producer Josh Deering for doing a tremendous job today. Thanks to everyone who called in, everyone who emailed in. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Champs, and best of luck in Week One. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com, promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.